this is Greg, host of Super NES Podcast, and you're listening to the Super NES Podcast. What, you never heard of a guy pimping his own podcast before? Welcome to Super NES Podcast. This is the very special 100th episode. Uh, I never imagined when I started this podcast about just like about four, four years ago that we get to this point. But uh, people have been very generous and uh, the podcast has been going along very well. And so um, I want to do something special like this episode. So not only am I joined by my regular co-host, George. That's me. Uh, my very faithful, uh, faithful co-host, who I'm glad you stuck around this time. Oh, did you want me to leave? I can, no, I can go. No, no, no. <laughs> I mean, I heard they're having a sale at White Castle or something. I can, I can just. Oh, I, I, I so wait, wait, Castle. seriously? <laughs> no. Seriously? No, Did not you seriously. Say, I, I mean, I'm spoiling my intro, but you said White Castle sale. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> Best I can do up here is like supermarket frozen ones. But, but uh, yeah, I love White Castle. But anyway, um, we are doing a very special episode, not just one, but two special episodes uh, where we're doing like draft episodes where we're, we're like we are picking some of our favorite games for the system. And I say we because we're joined by a number of special of special fellow podcasters tonight. Um, you say we because already, you're French. Yeah, yes. <laughs> since Phil already spoke first, um, I'll allow him to do himself first. Just briefly mention, guys. Uh, uh, your name and any podcast, YouTube, YouTube channels, websites, etc. that you do and that kind of stuff. Uh, like listeners out there, please. So Phil, why don't you start us off? Yes, I, I am Phil, as he said. He was correct. And I am also known as a Nosewear Gamer on YouTube. I cover everything old and retro-related games, toys, and more. And I was the host of the Atari 7800 Game by Game podcast. I'm not sure. It might have been the first Game by Game podcast to actually go through the whole official library. I'm now retired from that job. Yes, it is. Thank God. It's awesome. <laughs> that was a great podcast. So, yeah. and, we missed you. And, and, oh, thank you. And, and I miss White Castles because where I live, I, I, have, <laughs> I have Crystal. Do you guys know what Crystal is? No, yeah, Crystal. what is that? What is that? Yeah, yeah, we had them here in South Texas. Yeah, it's like a knockoff White Castle. It, you know, I almost thought it was like, I don't know if you guys know, but Rallies and Checkers are like the same restaurant. I thought yeah, it was like yeah. one of those. I, I thought it was one of those things, but no, they're two distinct restaurants, but they both have those slider burgers. So yeah, kind of hmm, like it, he, it's good. It's just yeah, kind of like how Hardee's and Carl Jr. are the same restaurant. Yeah, I thought that's what it was, and and they're both good, but nothing beats a good White Castle. Oh yeah, oh, exactly. Yeah. So, 
But uh, yeah, um, I heard Aaron speak up. So Aaron, why don't you go ahead next? Sure. Why not? Hey, this is Aaron from the Genesis Gems podcast, which is uh, another game by game podcast that is still going strong. We will never get to the end of the Sega Genesis library, but hey, we will finish it before these guys finish the SNES podcast. Oh, so probably true. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll all be uh, old and gray by that point. <laughs> just so many games. But, you know, by that point, we'll probably just branch out and say, OK, you know what? We're just going to. Well, what's, what's funny is on the show, uh, we have a Patreon. So we also cover Sega CD and uh, Game Gear. We, we kind of let the Master System go because um, good buddy George here does a Master System podcast already. I can't believe you guys um, stole Game Gear games because we were about to do that. <laughs> should we, cover, we just, uh, should we we just combine we our did, powers uh, for those episodes? <laughs> well, we 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 recently covered uh, what was it? Uh, Game Gear Shinobi one right. and Ooh, two. Okay, yep. Well, really, really good games there. But besides that, uh, I'm also a musician. I compose music for uh, various video game systems, original and uh, covers. So that's Sega Genesis, NES, Game Boy, NES. Uh, you name it. Uh, so I am a video game composer and uh, chiptune yes. artist. And yes, then, definitely. Uh, yep, you do some awesome work, uh, Aaron. Oh, thank you. Uh, and you're really good at falling on stages. Yes. I am. I'm fantastic <laughs> at that. Um, yes. But yeah, my my artist name is Dya, D-Y-A. Um, and my music's pretty easy to find, as long as you're not looking for a Romanian pop star. Uh, I am the other Dya. <laughs> Uh, well, that's why your music huge. made a weird turn that, that last month. <laughs> that's right. Huh. Uh, but uh, finally, um, I used to do a podcast. Well, well, we'll bring it back eventually. Retro Obscura, which is um, a long-running podcast I was on. It, mm. it was on there for several years and uh, had a lot of great shows. Um, but that, that show kind of covered uh, anything Dreamcast and before. So that that was just uh, we wanted to cover just about any any game as long as it was somewhat obscure. That was one of the first gaming podcasts I've listened to. You're a very very good podcast. Well, thank you, and hopefully we can bring it back. <laughs> I hope so. Like I said, if you need yeah. help with anything, let me know. I appreciate it. Uh, Will, you're up next. Yes, this is uh, William, aka Burger Time, from the Intellivisionaries podcast. Speaking of White Castle. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, yeah, speaking of burgers, um, when are they going to bring back Burger Chef? Oh, jeez. Yeah, I got into a kick looking up some old uh, fast food places, and uh, mm. Burger Chef came up. So yeah. I want that place to come back. Uh, cool. Okay, so anything else? Um, I don't really have much going on at the moment. That was the shortest <laughs> one yet. Yeah, a lot of Nothing work. wrong with that, man. <laughs> I, I got some things in, in, in the wings that I want to get worked on, but I don't know if I'm going to be able to. You and me both, man. You and me both. But And last but definitely not least, Nick. Thanks. Um, my name is Nick, and uh, I host two different podcasts. One is the uh, completed virtually human the virtual boy game by game podcast and the second is for amusement only the em and bingo pinball podcast uh i do youtube streaming of uh gameplay of bingo pinball as well as uh about to start streaming uh pinball uh creation on my youtube channel 
Uh, so I'm going to start a new project and wire up another game. So uh, there will be something interesting to see, hopefully. Or maybe it'll just be interesting to me. <laughs> One or the other. I honestly find that interesting. I, uh, send me a link and I'll, I'll watch the archives at some point. Yeah, Sounds same here. Good. Okay. Yeah, and I, and I love the way you introduce yourself. Like, I'm Nick. I thought we were on Podcasters Anonymous for a second. Like, <laughs> I'm Nick and I have a podcasting addiction. Hi, <laughs> Nick. Day since I last podcasted. <laughs> well, we all do, I think, through all like fellow podcasters. So, but, uh, yeah. I mean, it's the reason we subject ourselves to this hell and have our voices out there for anybody to listen to 200 years in the future, right? Whoever's crazy <laughs> enough to listen. Exactly. <laughs> yes. Uh, so anyway, uh, many thank you for the four of you for coming, for, for coming uh, and gracing us with your presence for tonight's episode. Uh, this is one of two special uh, um uh, like uh, a hundred episode uh, podcast planned. We're doing another one in two days. Uh, with that's my birthday. Oh, it is. I told you multiple times. Oh yeah, <laughs> not my memory is, dude. I'm sorry. He doesn't remember anything I say. <laughs> but yeah, so yeah, so this is so so this is round one, and we're also doing round two on Saturday. Uh, these guys have a slight advantage. Games picked during this draft will not be available for Saturday's or Saturday's episode. So um, that makes it harder for me. Mm, makes it harder for both of us because we have to have like double like double game lists. <laughs> yeah, but you told you you told me you had a very sizable list. I do have a sizable list. It's your, uh, list uh, going this episode. It's like there was like thirty six games. Oh, 36. So, Last time I talked to you, it was thirty. Wow. I look. Yeah, I, I yeah I, I looked at the list. There was a few games I forgot about, so they're on here. But <laughs> but it um, does mean the second group tends to get tends to go a little bit deeper into some games and uh, find some true. pretty good stuff that wouldn't normally be mentioned. Yeah, I can guarantee true. you, though. I, yep, that's true. I can guarantee hmm. you, though, I have one game that's not going to be anybody else's list. I guarantee. <laughs> we'll see what I pick. But, so, um, as a quick reminder for those of you out there who have either not listened to a draft episode before or, or for who it's been a long time, um, uh, basically this is works in the same format as like how a team uh, drafts players uh, toward the start like, of each season. Uh, uh, we're going to go around in order. I've used random.org to the podcast to randomly assign order to or to, order to, to, to each one of us, and we're going to keep that order like, throughout the rounds. Uh, so uh, we're each going to pick a game when it's our turn that we really like for the system. It doesn't need to be a game considered to be top favorite by everybody else. It just needs to be a game that we personally like on the system, like we enjoy playing. Um, and then just explain real quick, um, you know, for a couple minutes as to why you like that game, and why you picked it. Uh, you like anybody else can comment on it also if they want to. And it's like the end of the podcast, we will also like we also have a uh, honorable mention uh, for any other games that you really like that didn't come up. Uh, these games will be eligible for the second the second round, so I won't bother putting this on uh, uh, like the Excel list I'm keeping uh, like for the flag of the podcast picks. Um, and finally, as a quick icebreaker, I thought maybe I'd ask you guys a quick uh, trivia question. Um, the, the winner of this like will get like a bonus. Um, George, I don't believe I know I've told you this before in the past, but I, the, the past, but you may not remember. So, so this is eligible for you as also. 1982. And, re <laughs> uh, and really, this is just a random question that I don't think you guys. You know, I have said this before, but you know, I don't think you guys will probably know what it is. You know, so just like you know, just I'll, uh, so like so I'll just toss out the question and like you know we'll go around and whoever has the the one closest to the answer, like we get a special prize. Uh, you toward the end of the uh, on uh, toward the end of the podcast. We're not so, guessing what color your underwear is, are we? 
You know, that's what that before. <laughs> yes, I know. That was my idea. <laughs> what, you don't change? <laughs> uh, try to every day, but... <laughs> I try to every day. What does that mean? It's a bad joke. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? So, okay, so real quick here. Um, uh, I, the Super NES, the Super NES was, this, it's like, it was a, like, it was, like, it was the first major purchase I made, like, my own money, uh, way back in, uh, in the, the, the tail end of 1991 when I was 15 years old. And at the time I bought the system, I also bought one game with it, uh, which was very expensive to me because after all this my own money I was spending on here for a 15-year-old kid is, like, a heck of a lot of money. But, uh, with the system, I also purchased Final Fantasy II, aka Final Fantasy IV. And to this day, this is the this is the to this day this is the most expensive game I've ever bought I've ever bought new like in my life. So, what do you think the price was I paid for that Super NES game to go along with the system? So, um, Aaron, why don't you give me your guess? Seventy nine ninety nine. Okay. <laughs> Dang it. Uh, Will. Uh, I'm gonna go for ninety dollars. Okay. Uh, Phil. Uh, I Aaron took mine. I'll say uh, seventy dollars. George, like, do you remember this? I know I've heard this before in the I past. I do not but... remember this, but I'm going to say a hundred dollars. And the correct answer is Phil. Exactly, seventy dollars. Dang. So yeah, that's why I, I wanted to also mention that as uh, mention that uh, mention as a tie-in because I'm like, if you factor in inflation, games these days are actually cheaper than games back then. Well, yeah, so, they are. Yeah. That's actually, actually what you said. They're actually <laughs> contemplating on raising the price again. Uh, again, they just did that a short time ago too. But yeah. Well, I mean, but, it was only like ten dollars more, but like also. Not, yeah. not to get into it, but just a quick statement. Um, yeah. Teams are getting bigger, and it's harder to pay people, so... That's yes. true. Yeah. Yeah. So. It's harder to play games. That's, the, that's <laughs> I mean, true, too. Yeah, yeah so. but... I mean... <laughs> yeah. Just because uh, you're an old man. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm probably the oldest one here, I think. I think. But... But, uh... The only one I'm not sure about is Phil, but... That's okay. <laughs> I'm not sure about me either. <laughs> that's all right. That's that's good. Okay, round one. This is the this is the draft order that we're going to be using for this podcast, as determined by random.org. Uh, first up, is going to be Phil, and then George, oh. then Aaron, then Will, then me, and then finally Nick. <laughs> Poor Nick. Oh boy. Yeah. Well, <laughs> somebody has somebody has to get the short stick. I'm afraid. That's all right. But. So, Phil, kick us off then, please, sir. Your first pick. Absolutely. Well, let me just say I'm excited about this season. I've, I'm a fantasy footballer. I used to be. I haven't been in it much, so I'm going to win this season. My team is called the Blast Processors. We're going to take <laughs> y'all out. Uh, now, I, I need to apologize to my dear friend, Ferg. You know, there's, there's some similarities we have. We both like uh, the adventure on the 2600. The natural progression was Zelda on the NES. And like a lot of other gamers, I was very disappointed when Zelda 2 ditched the overhead view, but was thrilled when Legend of Zelda A Link to the Past came out back with the overhead. It is one of the best games on the system. It is one of the best games in the Zelda series, one of the best games of all time. I'm taking Legend of Zelda A Link to the Past. Are you saying Zelda 2 is not a good game? It's a great game, but at the time it was very disappointing. It it was disappointing when it came out. It's a flawed game, but it's... It's pretty cool in its own right. Yeah, I'll agree with that. And I agree with everything that Phil said, definitely. As a matter of fact, Link to the Past is still my favorite Zelda game, period. Yeah, I mean, you can argue right. that with, like, Ocarina of Time or the original, but you have to put it in the mix. You really do. And as a side note, anybody who's not played uh, Link Between Worlds for the DS definitely needs to do that, because that's a great follow-up. 
I still need to find a copy that is not in greatest hits. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, so yeah, Zelda three, great opening pick there. Um, so um, Will, have you played that game? But you like I that have. game, right? Yeah, yeah. I I own every Zelda right now except for Link mm. Between Worlds. George actually has never finished a Zelda game. George. Nope. Not even Golden Axe Warrior on the Master System? I know. No, I didn't get around to that. <laughs> that, is, nope. that is such a... What about uh, Axe Battler on yeah. Game Gear? I've yeah, never that was like a Zelda 2 ripoff. It was. Oh, yes. I yes, love Zelda. Okay. All right. Yep. George, you're up next. All right. We're going to go in deep and we're going to go in hard. Uh, I'm picking Mario Paint. Ooh. <laughs> Wow. I did not see that coming. <laughs> you must really like that fly swatter game. <laughs> you know, that's the best part of the game, obviously. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, Mario Paint is... Oh, we're going to have background music? Okay, cool. <laughs> no, that was the, the hidden music that's like in a ton of uh, games that that composer... That's right, right. Yeah. Um, yeah, Mario Paint is... Awesome. I mean, for those who didn't really have some sort of PC or didn't really use them, it, it had like a whole creation suite. And, you know, I wish I, I wish I was, um, when, when I was a kid, I wish I had like, I was in the SNES era because like this would be an awesome thing I would play like all day. Because mm. it's, it, you know, you, you got the painting and the drawing and you got the animations and the music creation. It's like, dang, like there's just so much here. Um, and I think this game might have, like, might have been one of the things that opened up the whole, like, idea of liking to create things and, and whatnot, so. Also, that dog barking is, is really funny to play around with as like, a creator, so. But, uh, yeah. I thought it was a shame that, uh, that Nintendo brought Mario Paint out, but they didn't put out, they, they had another game plan that would use the mouse, and it was, like, interactive music and gameplay, and it was sound fantasy. Um, a prototype recently surfaced that you right. can actually play now. Um, and it was kind of like, it was supposed to be kind of a successor to Mario Paint, but it mm. never came out. Yeah, it's a sucks. shame that we didn't get the um, the N64 Mario, whatever it was, Mario Paint. Uh, it wasn't Mario Paint. Mario it was like, Artist. Yeah, oh, Mario yeah, Artist. Mario Artist uh, it's a shame the, that the we DVD. didn't get that on the N64 over here because that would have been amazing. Yes. I mean, yeah. you, could, you can actually go and emulate it now, but... Like back then, yeah. obviously we didn't have a means right. to do that. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, uh, definitely. Some of the some of the musical creations made with Mario Paint also are just amazing. It's like, how did anybody actually do this? So, oh yeah, like you go on like YouTube or whatever, and you it's see nuts. the animations and yeah, it's it's amazing. <laughs> it's completely crazy, but yeah, uh, surprise pick, but very good argument there, George. Yeah. So, kudos. Aaron, sir, you're up next. <laughs> okay, I'm going to go a little retro and a little obscure here. Oh boy. Uh, you're going to go retro pick. on an SNES podcast? <laughs> I know, it's crazy. Uh, so, my first pick is Umihara Kawase, uh, which is a long-running um, franchise in Japan. And uh, it's actually recently been translated and brought over to the States on things like Steam. And I think a few consoles, but basically in Umihara Kawase, you play as I think uh, a little girl with a grappling hook. That's literally the game, and you can uh, 
you have a really cool grappling system in which you have to navigate these uh, these levels, and it's, it's kind of like a puzzle action platformer. Um, and there's all sorts of secret exits to levels and uh, <laughs> bizarre fish enemies that you kind of grapple and uh, I don't know if you're eating them or what, but uh, you grapple them and run into them and they kind of disappear off the screen. But the grappling mechanic is really solid on the SNES and it might remind you a little bit of a Bionic Commando, but uh, I would say a bit more fluid. I was gonna and, I was uh, gonna bring that up and I was just and then it just made me think of a little hmm. girl that's a cyborg and she's just <laughs> destroying Hitler and his, his army. Seriously, she's she's like a little Japanese girl uh, with, with like a like a bowl haircut and a backpack. And uh, the game does not try to make much sense, but that's okay. It's it's cute. It's charming. Um, there's a ton of levels, and uh, if you get tired of that, well, you can move on and play. There's a PlayStation version of the game, and uh, there, I think there's been PSP games. There's uh, oh, also the, the releases on, on Steam. So that was kind of the first one. I actually did play this back in 1997 or so because we had a super wild card DX, which was a uh, <laughs> SNES copier device that took uh, floppy floppy disk. So I had this game on floppy disk. Don't copy <laughs> that floppy. <laughs> I obviously did. Yeah, I see uh, that. Yeah. So that's my my first pick. That's yeah, why you're speaking to us to, in a jail cell right now. Something to bring up on that. Um, I believe it's a fishing pole she has. Yeah, it's and, a fishing uh, pole. Yeah. Um, she is also a playable character in the game Blade Strangers that's coming out soon. Uh, who's who's making me. that? Because it's such an obscure developer of this game. Yeah. Um, the people working on that, I think, also worked on. Um, oh, uh, worked on Code of Princess. So she's a playable character in the game. They also added Shovel Knight and Isaac from Binding of Isaac to the game. Hmm. Oh, very nice. As well as characters from uh, Cave Story. Ah, OK. All right. Yeah. Well, I think somebody would go deep with an obscure Japanese game I never heard of. And uh, Aaron, you did it. So <laughs> you're, you're, that is one you should seek punch. out. Like it, you literally need to know no Japanese to play it. You could play it right now without any problem. It's very simple to pick up. And, and play and I recommend anyone try it um, if you want something different it's it's super simple to pick up and you'll you'll get you'll get hooked <laughs> oh no pun intended yeah just look up some footage Obviously. of it um, if, if you can't pronounce it I, I think George maybe you've heard of it George I'm not sure no no. <laughs> how, how could you have not heard of Umizumi Kurosawa? I mean, everyone is here. Oh, my that. goodness. Come on. Oh, you, you Get with it, people. Days. Get with it. You I, mean, I, I knew you were going to pull SNES classic. I knew you were going to pull something out, but like, I, I, I don't know that at all. I was like, holy crap. Okay, I'm going to I'm going to type it into our chat just so you can you guys can look it up. Because uh, thank you, because I have no idea how to spell it <laughs> and watch it's... Japanese characters come up. <laughs> oh, no, this is yeah. like I said, it's all you can actually you can you can actually grab this on Steam in uh, there's been sequels and stuff on Steam now, oh, okay. but yeah, oh, okay. I wrote it out on Super Famicom. You, sure. said, you said there was like a remake or something on like PlayStation or like a sequel? Uh, yeah, yeah, there's a sequel. Is on, that like, uh, is any PS1. of that like translated or can you just play it without a translation? Uh, so the first game's translated. I right. think the second one 
it has no Japanese in it, so oh, I don't okay. really think it matters. But what's mm. crazy is I think the Japanese, uh, the PlayStation game has the distinction of being like one of the smallest PlayStation games ever. Uh, we because... might have to make an episode on that, Greg. Yeah, uh, we we'll definitely had this game like our Super NES list. Yeah, it clocks in at a whopping, I think, 40 megabytes. Holy crap! Uh, <laughs> for, for a PlayStation That's game tiny. that is... There are Super NES games bigger than that. Yes. Yeah. So... Uh. That, that's my first pick, guys. And, and I'll let you look that up on YouTube just to see how uh, fun and uh, crazy the gameplay is. Yeah, I figured that Aaron sure. would bring a couple of... Uh, I, I have actually... A couple obscure games, so he did. Um, so. <laughs> you know what? I have seen someone play this on, like, um, you know, like the games done quick stuff that they mm, do, like okay. the speed runs. Yeah, sure, with, stuff sure, like, yeah. with stuff like that, like, the obscure stuff has kind of surfaced more, so... It's really hard, like, right now to gauge what's obscure because it's, like, like a bunch of speedrunners, like, already know, like, this, this, and this game, but, you know, like, common players won't. And it's like, right. oh, yeah. hey, have you heard of this game? And it's like, yep, I already, like, speedrun, like, 50 times. And it's like, <laughs> dang it. Well, that's, that's true. Uh, and when you look up the game on YouTube, like, the second leak you'll find is Awesome Games Done Quick 2015. So there's someone who's beaten the game in four minutes, but that's mostly because you can warp around the game um if you find a lot of the secret exits that's that's uh, a okay. quick speed run yeah. yeah it is but cool well thank you very much aaron for educating us on that uh the the person i expected to bring an obscure japanese game to this list was will so let's see will disappoints <laughs> yeah so um i've i kind of did my list in terms of trying to not overlap genres mm -hmm. so this is my puzzle game a uh, little, little obscure from for even back then, but we still got one game in the series in the U.S., but just not on the Super Nintendo. Um, it's a series as a whole, so I'm not picking one specific game in that series, and that is Mario Pitcross. Oh, okay. Uh, okay. I don't know um, how familiar you guys are with the Pitcross series. Uh, I'm familiar yeah, with Pitcross. Yeah, it came out on Game Boy over here. But uh, I don't think we ever saw the SNES ones until they re released the Super Famicom, at least one of them, on Wii Virtual Console. Yeah, it's like, it, other than the Game Boy one, this series is pretty much obscure. And I think the only other time I saw it come out in the US was um, on the DS. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's my exposure to it. Uh, why don't you why don't you describe quickly uh, for us, Will, like how the gameplay is? Yeah, so it's basically it's a grid. It can be a five by five. It can be a ten by ten. And over on the left side, across uh, it gives you the numbers for how many spaces across are going to be filled in. So if you have a five by five grid and the upper left hand corner has a five, all five of those are going to be filled in. If it's a four, then four of them are going to be filled in, but you don't know wh which four in there. They're all going to be side by side, but you don't know where to start to fill those in. So you have to kind of use logic to fill them in as you go through and figure out what the picture is going to be. Once you're done with everything, there's going to be a big video picture. Games? <laughs> yeah. That's a shame. Well, it's a puzzle game. <laughs> uh, uh, cool. Oh. And you said there was a, a Super Famicom uh, version of it. There's version a Super Famicom version, and I think there's seven or eight in the series. Mm. Did you yeah, start at Super Famicom right. or did it start earlier? Oh, I think it, it, it may have started on the Game Boy. 
on the Game yeah, Boy. Yeah, there was okay. a Game Boy one. Yep, there was a Game Boy. There was a, a DS and 3DS one. And if you have a 3DS, do you are you guys familiar with the My Nintendo Rewards system they do now? Yes. yes. Okay, yep. you can actually for a thousand of the silver coins, which you get just by checking in, you could get My Nintendo Picross, The Legend of Zelda: Twilight Princess, which I have. Yeah, There's also I got Pokemon that too. Picross, that's a really that's good free. one. It takes a long time to go through that if you want to keep it free. Well, I mean, if you're not paying for it, I mean, it's worth it. <laughs> cool. Well, awesome. Uh, yeah, I yeah, I need to spend more time with that series. I played the game a little bit, and that's pretty much about it. So uh, it's one of the games I forgot to add to my um, SNES Classic. Hmm. Okay. But cool. Well, thank you. Uh, for my first pick, I'm going to go with a game that I should that uh, um, a game that I love in the system, but I don't think anybody here has played it, much less actually has heard of it. Um, it's it, but it's a game I really, really love because it's a very like unique, different game. Uh, and this is Uncharted Waters: New Horizons. Oh. I had this game. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, somebody, well, somebody's heard of it at least. Great. <laughs> I had the poster too. Yeah. Oh wow. Yeah. This is this is a yeah. This is a sequel to Uncharted Waters. The Uncharted Waters series has been very popular in Japan. We've only got a couple of the games over here and there, but uh, um, over here in the West, this game being one of them. And it's a little bit of everything. Um, you get to do. Uh, so you get to do uh, exploring as you explore around the world like on a ship. Uh, you get to do trading, uh, like as you like, uh, uh, um, you like trade to various ports. There's ship battles, tactical ship battles. We fight enemy fleets, and then you also engage the enemy commander in a one-on-one uh, paper, rock, scissors style card battle. Uh, there's card games you can do in the tavern, uh, poker and blackjack, like to earn money. Uh, there's RPG elements to the game because you're simply just leveling up characters and doing quests like a whatnot. There's a bit of everything in this game. Uh, and you can play six different characters in these games. So even though the main plot's the same in the game, each character has different quests and each character sees, sees things a little bit different. So the game really offers a huge amount of replay value and very good graphics and music. It's a very charming, very unique game. It really is a blast because, because like I said, it's, it's possibly a pigeonhole because of all the genres it covers and it's one of my favorite games period uh much less on the super nes so definitely like a, a great great classic i definitely recommend anybody out there who enjoys like different games that sounds like there's a lot of ambition in that game holy crap there is yes. a, a port on the sega genesis it's a yes, little there is. Yep. washed out but it's still a, a pretty good port you're doing uh, on a genesis game <laughs> hey you know what? At least it's uh, someone who covers the games, right? Uh, right. <laughs> what is that supposed to mean? Uh, I, I don't know what it's supposed to mean. But are yeah, you trying, are you trying to take a game. shot at me? Like, what is it? <laughs> no, no, okay. no. There's no subtext here at all. Well, at least I uh, cover all, games all say... on my podcast. Because I, I thought I thought you might have um you might have uh listened to uh one of our recent Master System masterpieces episode. <laughs> Uh, yeah. Uh, covering the game, what's that about? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, okay, so real quick, Greg, uh, I I agree with you. I think this is a kind of a hidden gem, and I think uh, more people should play it. I think people might have been turned away because they think Koei, and they think, oh, it's a deep strategy game. But this is lighter on the strategy and heavier on the RPG elements. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was a huge game of the huge fan of the game Pirates, and yes, what I felt like was uh, this was a nice balance between some of the more pirate-style gameplay and traditional RPG elements with the story progression and the fact that you could just like spend your whole time 
just uh, gambling, which is great. Yes. <laughs> you yep. can play yeah. blackjack, which is what my friend, my friends and I typically did when I'd go to his place when we play this game. Uh, that's pretty much what we did was just play a lot <laughs> of blackjack. Um, and, you know, I, I like the historical aspect. Um, you know, of course, it's not going to be completely true to history. They did take some liberties, but you are trying to discover the new world, uh, much like the first game. But everything the first game did, uh, the graphics are, are cleaner, the interface is better. Uh, so all in all, I think it's a, a solid pick. And the, and the first game itself was actually, gosh, it was on might have been pc 98 in japan nes over yeah. here snes yeah. japan uh it was in it was on sega genesis also yeah so yeah and i think there might have been an i think there was an online game i want to say there was a sequel or, or there's something an online game currently yeah. available yeah there's an online game currently available here in the west uh, uh like uncharted waters uh like on online which is just uh which focuses upon the ship battling aspects mostly i played it a little bit that's not bad okay but yeah, there, yeah. But yeah, there are a bunch of sequels in the PlayStation, uh, PlayStation, other systems that never came out here in the West. So, yeah, and it was on the NES, and it looks like your version came with a map. And I'm a fan when uh, games come with a map. I think yeah. Cool. Oh, I always included maps their games, which is great. But cool, cool. Okay, I'm glad somebody's played it. <laughs> um, and to finish up round one, Nick, you're up. Okay, my my tastes are decidedly more I mainstream. Nick was from I America. <laughs> well, um, my first pick is actually the $70 masterpiece, uh, Final Fantasy II. Um, <laughs> so this, all the games on my list I've poured dozens and dozens, maybe hundreds of hours into. I've played through Final Fantasy II in many multiple incarnations, even with its correct number. And um, <laughs> I still remember the first time I played that and how mind-blowing it was uh, yeah. compared to Final Fantasy One, And uh, the fact that your characters could emote uh, slightly just by tipping their head <laughs> <laughs> two pixels or however much it was uh, was incredible. And the uh, sheer scale of the music, the score, uh, was just amazing uh, compared to Final Fantasy One, And uh, that soundtrack is one that I still listen to while programming to this day so um, it's definitely left a mark in my life and uh, despite how soap opera-y the plot is uh, especially compared to later Final Fantasies it was such a huge step above uh, what was available at the time it was it was quite incredible I would definitely agree with you I almost picked that game it's in my list and now I've got <laughs> some other games to sub for it but it was the very first uh it wasn't the very first RPG I played, but it was the very first RPG that I ever actually beat. Hmm. And, uh, you know, maybe that's because we got the, the easier version, quote, easier version. I still thought it was kind of hard when I was a kid. But uh, I remember being amazed that you could jump on a, a, on a whale, basically, and fly <laughs> to the moon. And uh, the last boss you fought on the moon. It was crazy. Wait, are we still uh, talking about Final Fantasy 2? Yes. Yes. Absolutely. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> right. It, it, uh, it's pretty insane. And, and I loved all the little, you, you know, uh, the most recent time I played it was on the PSP, which is probably the definitive version. Mm -hmm. um, but I played it on the PSP, and uh, I just 
I, I just like Nick, I've played it on countless systems, uh, SNES more times than I care to count. Um, the DS version, the remake, um, and then the PSP version, and yeah, I just can't get enough of it. The story, it's just very nostalgic for me, um, and it's got that whole hero's journey where you've got a character who um, is kind of, he's trying to do the right thing, uh, but he's also trying to be loyal to his empire because he thinks, you know, they're doing the right thing. And then he kind of realizes that he's on the wrong side of history. And so he, right. he changes his ways um, and kind of goes through a whole journey. And, and uh, it's so funny when you play this game enough, um, you start to realize when people are going to leave your party. So you unequip all of their items and right. <laughs> yep. a local merchant, which is what I always did. Um, or you went to the Tower of Babel and there was this one item that you tried to get, but there was like a one in 99 chance that you could actually pick it up. Yeah. Um, not as bad as, yeah, not as bad as the odds trying to get this st- like stupid rat's tail like on the moon. <laughs> yeah. I remember, <laughs> I remember doing many battles just to get that. So mm-hmm. I agree. Yeah, see, I, I purposely avoided putting a Final Fantasy game on the list because I knew it would be picked. <laughs> But um, yeah, I mean, I I love the series as a whole. I yeah. like this one. I liked three, aka six, a little more. Although my favorite is number nine. Mm. I think out of all the Final Fantasies I played, I think I have the least amount of knowledge and experience on this one. To be honest, it's probably yeah, the most accessible yeah. out of. Um, oh, it, it certainly is. With, yeah, with the being on the yeah, DS and the BSB yeah. and this and yeah. that and the other thing. Well, yeah. even combat system-wise, they try to make this system, it's, I mean, you know, each character you meet has their own special skill. You're right. not really assigning different abilities or magic or whatever to people. Like, what you see is what you get with this game. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I agree wholeheartedly, like, like everybody else was saying. This is still my favorite, <laughs> my favorite Final Fantasy game, period. Really? Uh, yeah. Wow. Okay. Uh, very, very close, but yeah, it still is. Um, I also even really enjoyed the After Years quite a bit. Uh, you know, that was a very fun pseudo sequel. Fan fiction. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty much, yes. <laughs> so fun. Fan fiction. <laughs> Uh, so, yep. Great. Okay. Appreciate it. That's round one. Uh, going back around again to the top of round two. Phil, what do you have for us? Man, I feel like I'm killing it this draft because I still have my number two pick on the board. Nick, like you, mind list is a little more mainstream, maybe 75% mainstream. I'm going to go with Super Mario All-Stars. Mm-hmm. I can't oh, tell nice. you. I can't tell okay. you how awesome this was when this was released mm-hmm. to put all three games when you couldn't just download them to put them all three Super Mario games on one cartridge. Plus, give us the Japanese Super Mario Brothers 2, which half of us didn't know existed when it came out, you know, mind blown. Mm-hmm. And the fact that you could now save this might be one of the earliest official video games that allowed you to use save states in a game previously released that you couldn't do that. So mm. that that was awesome as well that you could just save your game if you you know if you're like one of those ashamed kids who never beat Super Mario one now you had a chance because you just saved it you know and and Nintendo did, did something that I don't think any company has really done as well and that is take a game keep the core gameplay just as good as the original but give it an upgrade in like the paint and sound department 
because these games are just perfectly upgraded. I can't think of any other series that I, some other companies have tried to do that. I know on the PlayStation 2, there's a compilation of Sega games where they try to make them more 3D, and that was like a lukewarm mixed result. This this one hit it out of the park. And if you were one of those kids who got it packed in with your Super Nintendo, you were very lucky. So that's my pick, Super Mario All-Stars. All-Stars was uh, on my uh, list as well, so... Yeah, same yeah, here. You got me there, but... Uh, yeah, don't worry, I'm going to pick All-Stars plus Super Mario World. Oh, well, excuse <laughs> that me. That was a killer card to get, yes. Like, you're lucky um, enough to get one of those. Like, five Mario games on that. Oh, boy. Oh, yeah, but like, yeah. Uh, like, this was, like, one of the first cases of... Uh, uh, like a video game company like remaking or remastering or whatever like the game from the generation before or whatever which is really weird to think about it because now a lot of uh video games today is like oh we're just gonna take this old game and then redo it or whatever and <laughs> right, i don't yeah, know give yeah. us money well like there's you know, also there's also the first case I think of a company releasing over here in the West a game that uh, the, the game that previously had been Japan only. Right. And and I remember getting this when it came out, and I playing playing lost levels, and I understood right away why Nintendo did not bring this game over here because that is wicked hard. It's like man, that's way like more than wicked hard, dude. That's yeah, almost, that, that's almost Kaizo stuff. That that's like Mario One, like on super super steroids, like times ten for difficulty. It is. <laughs> it, it, yeah, it is brutal. I just had to look it up. Uh, Ninja Gaiden Trilogy would do it two years later. Yeah, oh, so okay. and, uh, yeah. that one, I think they, the thing they failed there was the music was not very good. True. And I yep. think the graphical upgrades were not quite as good as what you saw in Super Mario All-Star. I don't think I it was much of an upgrade, too. to be honest. No, no, it wasn't. But yeah, no, All-Stars no. was definitely an improvement on all those yes. games. Yes. Yep. Yeah, you yep, had to exactly. use a password system in a Ninja Garden Trilogy. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, but yeah. Yeah, and Mario 3 is a very long game to play in one sitting, so having those save states available was a godsend. Well, unless mm -hmm. you can figure out how to beat in about 11 minutes. I mean, well, yeah, warp whistles, whistles. But yeah. <laughs> you get all the warp whistles and then... Uh, but yeah, excellent pick, Phil, uh, because like I um, you know, like we were saying, some of us had it on our list too, so uh, kudos for that. Uh, George, bud, you're up next. Oh boy, I'm gonna pick UN Squadron. Uh, I knew you would. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that would come a mile away. Yeah. <laughs> the uh, first squadron. game that I came on to cover on this podcast as a guest, look at that. But yeah, UN Squadron is a awesome shooter. Um, it's got the best music ever, at least for like an SES soundtrack, I, I would argue. Um, it is, it is amazing in, in every way. It is tough, but it has a really cool system where you can kind of level up your, uh, sh um, your plane and whatnot, and you can buy new weapons, and that was always really cool because you can kind of, in a way, bang your head against the wall to make yourself powerful enough to, to fight that next boss, and whatnot. So it's a really fun game. It's great. Um, I, I do want to play the arcade version. I have not done that yet, but, uh, this, this is still great. Yeah, it's a very good port of... Yeah, very good port like the arcade game. Uh, right. Capcom did a great job bringing it over, but Capcom also... Capcom Konami both did a great job bringing over their arcade games to the system, and this yes. is definitely uh, like one of them for sure, so... But there's one arcade game they did not bring over, and I wish they had. Which one? That's Cadillacs and Dinosaurs. Oh, yeah! I don't even know what that is. That's an obscure game. Didn't the kind of game you play it? Yeah, it's, uh, yeah, it's a beat 'em up, and it's really mm -hmm. fun. There was an NES port for that, right? 
No, I think no, it was there was a just Sega the arcade game, but it wasn't was nothing like that. Yeah, it was a, a full motion video game, I believe. Oh, oh yeah, okay. Yeah, Stay away from it. It's the devil. Worked on by Elon Musk. <laughs> yeah, but funny story about UN Squadron is uh, my friend got it when he got the Super Nintendo. He got all the launch games because he was that guy, right. you know, so he got it. And then uh, a few months later, I went to Pizza Hut and guess what they had there? They had the arcade game. And I was Ooh. like, oh, I didn't know there was an arcade game. And I think I put a quarter in or two. But yeah, I was really shocked. I was like, and that was one of the first times where I didn't realize a game was ported from the arcade. You know, because you saw it on the system first. Because right. I don't think it was a popular arcade game. So a lot of a lot of kids, UN Squadron on the Super Nintendo was their first introduction to that. Hmm. Yeah, and UN Squadron got a lot of ports. But I think the Super NES version like is the best, like bar none. Uh, it's like almost like arcade perfect. It's also it's also very difficult. I could not I could not beat the game. I could not finish that last stage until years later. They using emulation uh, like save states to cheat. Cheater. I mean, it's very difficult. Yeah, that last so. stage is brutal. Oh, jeez, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if anyone can beat that, like, legitimately, I, you got a problem. <laughs> uh, yeah, great pick for sure, definitely. So, um, Aaron, do you have another obscure one for us, or is this one, like, more common? <laughs> uh, no, I'm going to go a little... Uh... A little less obscure, um, and go with Super Metroid. Ooh, nice. Right. Yes. Because, uh, you know, if I'm going to go one non-obscure game, I might as well go with that one. Um, it's it's everything that you could have wanted in a Metroid game up to that point. Um, you know, I loved the original Metroid as a kid. I thought, um, you know, they, they really took that formula of uh, exploration and finding items and amped it up to 10. Uh, by, you know, they gave you a mini map. Um, there were so many really awesome set pieces and items to use. And there was a grappling hook. Yes, there was. All yeah. my games have grappling hooks in them. <laughs> yeah, I see that. That's just, just how it goes. Um, but besides that, um, you know, you had a fake out in the beginning with the, the like the first major boss. Um, and I, I love this escaping the space station. And then um, I, I loved all the mechanics of the game. Um, I like that they pretty much used every button on the controller. Um, you know, you can use L and R to uh, aim diagonally. Um, there was there were secret things like a secret healing power, the ability to. Uh, do like a super running move, uh, wall jumping. Um, really, another game that the speed running speed running community. Oh, they took absolutely to. love it. Yeah, uh, and, and to the point now um, that there's crazy things out there. This this game uh, has just sur survived and stood the test of time. Someone has actually hacked together uh, Super Metroid and Zelda 3 into one game. <laughs> There's a randomizer hack where you play it and you get an item. Um, you have to get items from both games to complete it. And basically there's portals between the worlds in the hack. So you'll be playing Zelda 3, then you'll hit a portal and then you'll jump into to Super Metroid. That's an aside. Anyways, <laughs> Super Metroid. Um, it's a video if you game. haven't played it, it's a video <laughs> yeah. game. Yeah. Uh, no, it's an ex it's an exploration um, action adventure game. 
there's other games like it. Um, you know, like another one of my favorite all-time games is, is Symphony of the Night, uh, which plays pretty similar to that game. Mm. So, um, yeah, I can wholeheartedly recommend Super Metroid um, to anyone who likes video games. Uh, it's not too heavy on story. Basically, the story is in the beginning, and then the story kind of unfolds as you play, but more in the silent movie way where it kind of shows more than tells. That's how right. I would say. Yeah. Right. I, I, right. Follow, uh, I follow a decent amount of speedrunning uh, events and whatnot, and it's just, it's gotten to the point where it's like, I'm tired of seeing this game. <laughs> <laughs> how can you be tired of Super Metroid? I mean, I haven't I even played what... it and I'm tired of it. <laughs> how can, oh my goodness. And it's you, not my you're on the game. SNES. You're off. George is like the old one. He's not that old. Oh my goodness! Get off my podcast. So it's not uh, your podcast. Let's let's. Oh, it is now. So anyway, oh. listen. So when I I remember going into Target and they had this on the display. You remember the Super Nintendos where they had like the plastic dome over it and you could play I games. Yeah. Yep. And, and they had Super Metroid in there and the atmosphere, just the opening scene where it's storming in the background and raining. And you compare that to the original opening of just the bleak world of Metroid on the NES, it really was super. They really did a great job with that. That game just has such great atmosphere. I think, Aaron, you said it very well when you said it was like a silent movie. They don't use a lot of words to tell the story, but it does tell a story. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, and the great, great music and the, the continuity also between uh, this and the first two Metroid games. It's it's like a direct continuation yeah. of the end of Metroid 2. Exactly. And they yeah. even show, what's great is they show the end of Metroid 2 in black and white, uh, mm -hmm. but with uh, kind of, you know, the Super Metroid engine to tie things together. So... Yeah, music is probably, I don't know if I'd say my favorite soundtrack on the Super Nintendo, but it's it's pretty close. Yeah. Uh, very atmospheric. Very, yes. very uh, yeah, exactly. Was this one of the first games on the Super Nintendo to have digitized voice? Uh, I would say one of the first, because there were a lot of games that had it, but it was yeah. one of the ones that, that definitely took advantage of it by giving you like a full sentence. Yeah, this is the first <laughs> one I remember for the Super Nintendo having it. I can't remember what other ones before it. Star Fox is the first one I remember, but I don't remember, but I'm not sure which game came out first. Yeah, Star well, Fox I'm... was after, okay, I believe. Well, okay. Final Fight was a launch title, and the, there's a scene where the guy comes out and he goes, oh my god. You know, and my friends yes. would crack up when you do that, when you beat up his car and, and uh, yeah. I associate that more with, um, for some reason I associate that more with Street Fighter. Mm, okay, I don't yeah. know why. Probably because of the, the car uh, bonus round in that. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely agree with everything I feel and everybody else is saying. Super Metroid's probably my second favorite Metroid game. I think Metroid Zero only uh, like only edges it out just barely because of the great remake of the original game. Um, but yeah, and just and just like I always remember that ending sequence, that whole fifteen minutes, the the, the final part of the game where you're doing the fight with Mother Brain and what happens afterwards. It's so dramatic. It's so powerful. It's probably my favorite ending sequence in the game. Some of the art best on. use of yeah. uh, Mode Seven there. <laughs> yeah. Where you've Such got a awesome. crumbling structure, you've got to escape. Yeah. Yes. Just, just, just uh, the things that happen to that. Like I don't want to spoil anything, but the things that happen to that, and just the battle with the battle itself is so awesome. It's like it's yeah. just so, so powerful. But yeah, this is a game that definitely holds up very, very well. Awesome pick. So, uh, Will, what do you have to top that? <laughs> Hi. Um, so I'm going with a Capcom title. Okay. That is not as well known as maybe something like the Mega Man series or even uh, Street Fighter, but 
it is a um, kind of a fighting game. Uh, that's going to be Saturday Night Slam Masters. Yes. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah, it's like, I'm not a wrestling guy, but this is a really fun game. Kind of incorporates the fighting mechanics and a little bit of the way uh, Final Fight had a little bit of uh, movement, the way uh, beat em ups have. And being able to throw people around the ring and up against the ropes. And yeah, it's all around. It's a great game. You can play as Mike Hagar in it too from Final Fight. Exactly. That was so awesome to see yes. Mike Hagar in that game. I've never played this one. I'll have to check it out. I actually own it's this a game. Great, great game. I, I, mm. I actually own this game. Cool. And yeah. I, think it's I don't own a physical mode. copy, but it's on my uh, SNES Classic. The okay. SNES version has a uh, four-player mode, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, I don't remember. I don't have friends, so I wouldn't know. <laughs> and there was actually a, a, a sequel in Japan, but only in the arcade. Right, I've heard that. Well, I'm going to have to look that up then. Yeah, I heard yeah. it was uh, pretty interesting. I, I think there's, there's two or three games in the series, actually. But um, yeah, the second one plays a bit different than the first one. Yeah, yeah, mains are good these days. You probably could, like emulate it like very easily. Yeah. Oh yeah. But technology yeah. is uh, getting better, everyone. But it's yeah. that's another one you can play on Sega Genesis. Uh, which one you like better is up to you because they're both pretty solid ports. There are yeah, there are some differences between the two versions. Yeah, many games are ported very, very well to both systems, I think. We're just like, you know, what system you prefer to play it on, just a matter of personal choice. Because, you know, usually the Super NES had a, usually Super NES had, the version, had, version was a little bit better in graphics and music. Genesis version was usually you know, a bit better, like in, uh, like in speed, like in, you know, like, uh, like, uh, like, uh, uh, like, you know, uh, smoothness. But yeah, whichever version you, you liked was really a matter, like a matter of choice. Yeah, but some, some of these games in this era are like, um, like you'll see it with like mainline wrestling games of this era where like this game has these these wrestlers and this game and on the other yeah, console yeah. has other wrestlers and right so it's, it's kind of more of like that than anything else i sure. think it was uh pretty bold of will to use up one of his slots on a wrestling game so that's <laughs> the will considering a lot of wrestling I, games I, aren't that great in this era well, not, one of the best I didn't even really consider it a, a wrestling game as yeah. in general, just more of a fighting game. It, it really is. It's a fighting game with some wrestling elements yeah. to it. Um, and, and it's kind of made me wonder if I should have picked a wrestling game, but I'm not. So I'm just going to throw it out there and say Super Fire Pro Wrestling Premium X. Oh, dude. <laughs> now you're getting <laughs> really deep. If you deep. ever play like one wrestling game, uh, <laughs> Super Nintendo Super Famicom, that one is translated and it has like... Is that the one where you commit suicide at the end? <laughs> that one, well, the storyline, yes. Uh, yeah. That's part of the story. Yeah, they, they, gave a, they gave like a story to some of these games and it's like, holy crap, like this is great. And holy <laughs> crap, this is dark. <laughs> I do. I actually do want to play through that game. I should probably uh, set that self uh, set that for, up for myself. I don't know what I'm saying anymore. Sorry. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, that's okay. Uh, yeah. I do not know. Yeah. I. Yeah. I'm not a big wrestling fan, but this game does sound a lot of fun. So I'll check it out. Yeah. It definitely. It. It plays differently from other wrestling games. So. Cool. Yeah, think of it as yeah. Street Fighter 2, except you can move up and down, kind of like Fatal Fury. You can move Kinda, around yeah. the ring. Also, like, customization huh. is, like, pretty sweet. Yeah. Huh, okay, cool. 
Uh, all right, uh, my turn again. Uh, I'm gonna go. So I'm gonna go more like like more mainstream this time. Uh, but still kind of a still kind of a either you love it or hate it kind of game. I think um, a lot of franchises got their start on the Super NES, uh, which is still going strong today. Uh, and but the one that makes the biggest impression to me when I a game I really didn't think I was gonna like when I first played it, but then I fell in love with it like almost immediately. Uh, and I'm still a big fan of the project. You know, still a big yeah, fan of the franchise it. today. <laughs> it relates so well. Uh, yeah. Uh, Harvest Moon. Oh, Ooh. okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's a late uh, release game, too. That was like 97 yes. or 98? Uh, 96, actually, but... Yeah, I was still playing my system back then, so... Uh, yeah, I mean, like, I, the concept sounds silly on the surface, but when you start playing the game, it's a really, really en- 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 engaging game, which really is, like, uh, very charming graphics and music, like, very, like, you know, like, cute characters. Uh, and the actual... There's, there's, there's a satisfaction to having, like, your farm and see it grow and prosper, keep it orderly and clean and whatnot, trying to maximize your profits and, like, you know, get to the seasons, seasons and everything, and also multiple endings that game because there's numerous ways to play that game it's two and a half years that it runs uh a really engaging game i still think one of the best games in the franchise i think the first playstation harvest moon and the n64 ones uh top it but still not by much this is still a very very deep game uh and it's yeah it's uh Natsumi's not a big company so so it's like this game kind of slipped on the radar for many people i think uh but yeah when i uh, when I first played it, I, I played it. I was surprised. I, I fell in love with it like right away, and I'm still playing. You know, I'm still a big fan of the franchise to franchise today. But this is like a this, but this is but this is a good game. The franchise to start off with, I think, because it's still very. It's easy enough to pick up and play without without having the complexity that some of the later games of the series do. Yeah, yeah and this now really, we have things this like game, the uh, series Star has Star a huge Valley. fan base. Stardew yeah, Valley, yeah, yep, Star exactly. Game. Yep, spiritual sequel. So, yes. which I've not yet. Which, yeah, I've not yet played. It's been I own it on the Switch drive. and the PC, so... <laughs> uh, Greg, go yeah. buy Stardew Valley later. I haven't. I, I just oh, haven't played I thought, it yet. I thought you said you didn't buy it. <laughs> no, it's on my hard drive right well, you now. Know, essentially, you didn't buy it because you didn't play it yet, all right? Just give, uh, just give me the money and then go play it, okay? I, I'm afraid to start playing it because I'm, uh, playing it because I'm kind of afraid I'm not going to, like... You're not going to... You'll put it down again. Well, well, yeah, I and mean, you, can you imagine? Can you imagine parents? Because you know these games, a lot of it's doing chores, right? Yeah, exactly. You, you, get, you have this kid who just spent seventy bucks on a game where they, in the game, they're doing chores, but they'll probably refuse to do their chores in real life. Right. You know? Right. And, and, and what I hear you saying right now, Greg, is I don't want to start the new one because I won't do my own adult chores if I start playing this game. <laughs> you know. And if it exactly. wasn't, for the, and if it wasn't for this game, my guess is we would have never got Animal Crossing. That's true too, probably. Yeah, I had thought about that. Good point. So, yeah, the game holds up very well today, still, I think. Uh, it's a very, um, you know, definitely uses Super NES hardware like very, very well, I think. It's uh, surprisingly deep and uh, deep. I got a friend playing this game actually back then who lived on a farm in Canada and did many of these things in real life on a daily basis, and she still fell in love with it. Uh, despite that's the fact she was... weird. Yeah. <laughs> You know, but like, yeah, you know, I have to milk cows and like, you know, like, I, you know, take care of sheep and everything else. Uh, nah. I mean, this is basis. This is still fun, but, <laughs> but yeah, the cows, the cows in this game are very cute. I wish I had a plushie. Would you say that you would play this game till the cows come home? Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, funny. Okay. <laughs> uh, Nick, close this out with this round, then, please. 
Okay, uh, so yet again, this is uh, pretty mainstream now, but it, it wasn't mainstream when it came out, really, uh, which was very surprising to me. Uh, my pick is Earthbound. Oh, dang uh, Earthbound awesome pick. Uh, I followed in Nintendo Power when they first uh, printed that localized screenshot of Earthbound Beginnings or Earthbound Zero or whatever you want to call it, um, Mother One. And uh, I was really interested to play that game, and it never came out. Eventually, Earthbound showed up, and I figured they had just moved on to the Super Nintendo, uh, only later realizing that they had just not ported over one of the games. Um, but the localization for this game is absolutely top-notch. Uh, in fact, there was a, a book that was recently released uh, called Legends of Localization about the localization process and some of the choices that were made during the dialogue uh, or in the dialogue for the game. Uh, it's an excellent read if you would like to pick that up. Um, but uh, the game itself uh, is Americana through the lens of the Japanese uh, with a really quirky Nintendo-esque twist. Uh, and I find the whole mixture incredibly fascinating and uh, just a wonderful, nostalgic um, kind of game to play. Apparently uh, it really the Japanese think that giant pencils are a, a problem in the U.S. <laughs> well, yeah, uh, as opposed to uh, Octopi or whatever. Oh, that, that's a there. threat. I, I'm afraid of that every night. <laughs> so, um, yeah, uh, everything in this game, uh, the graphics are very whimsical. Uh, the localization, as I say, is just excellent. And uh, there's tons of humor in the game. Um, the uh, backgrounds, which uh, gyrate and pulsate as you fight these monsters, uh, which... <laughs> have quite clever names and um yes. uh everything from your absentee father to uh somebody slamming the phone every time they hang up uh all that kind of stuff uh just comes across beautifully um and it still holds up today uh my kids and i are, are playing through that right oh, yeah. now well, that's and awesome. um and they're enjoying it as well uh so don't forget about the unique hp mechanic where it's um it's uh, you can one of beat those, it. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. rolling counter. Yeah, yeah, it's a rolling counter, and, uh, you know, if you're getting me, hit that... with something that's going to kill you, hurry up and eat that cookie, and you're fine. <laughs> that so. appeals as well, because uh, I restore pinball machines, especially the older electromechanical variety, and uh, some games have motorized reels that keep track of your score, and right. they work in exactly the same way. Um, so if it's, you eat uh, a cookie, you're all right? <laughs> yes, you have to shove cookies into the coin slots. Um, oh, okay, okay. How do you, how do you get cookies that small? <laughs> well, you break them up as you shove them in. Oh, <laughs> see, I don't know well, anything about pinball. There you go. Yeah, yeah. Speaking about like Earthbound Battle, this game also has a mechanic that I wish more games had. Uh, if you get strong enough, you can automatically win the fight against the monster. Boom. Mm -hmm. uh, oh yeah, like, yeah. I forgot that, about that. that. That is so good. I wish more games did that. But yeah, Nintendo really wanted this game to be a success, but it kind of flopped over here. And it's only recently, in recent years, that this game has kind of obtained cult status. So yeah, it's very surprising to me because they spent yeah. a boatload of money on they advertising, did, yeah. and yeah. Uh, they produced an entire localized uh, guide that went yep. with the game and yeah, the uh, was sold box. together. Yeah, but yeah, they kind of like advertised it in the wrong way, you know. Yeah, that's been argued before too that they kind of went about the wrong way. But yeah, I mean, like this was this was like over twenty years ago. I mean, well, like you, you know, they really didn't know how to. When you have a, a an ad in Nintendo Power, you say, "Hey, this game stinks." It's like, 
Wait, have <laughs> it's like okay, thanks. Turn the page. Like, why should I bother reading on? You know. And yeah. at the time, I didn't have a Super Nintendo at all, so I couldn't pick the game up, and I really wanted to play this game. Oh, okay. And yeah. it wasn't until later when I got my Super Nintendo, the game was way too expensive. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Thank. Yeah. Thank God it got re-released to um, uh, like as part of the like as part of the uh, uh, the Super NES Classic because and also the um, it's also on the Virtual Console the with Virtual its, Console uh, Store. Yes. Yeah, yeah. With the um, they finally released Earthbound Beginnings uh, a mm, couple yeah. of years ago. So. Yeah. They've yeah. never given us Mother Three, but I actually sitting right here on my computer desk. I have a bootleg copy of it. Yeah, that's a translator, right? Oh, that's yeah, a translated, trans translated Game yeah. Boy Advance yeah. copy of Mother 3. The right. guy who uh, did a lot of the translation for Mother 3 uh, wrote that Legends Localization book that I was referencing oh, really? earlier. Really? Yeah. Oh, okay. Cool. I yeah. didn't know yeah. that. Yeah, and also think about endings. Yep, great. Uh, yeah, and so, so, yeah, yeah, and also then also the game. Speaking about like endings, like the uh, Super Metroid, I love the twist this game has. Uh, you know, like the final battle, like very, oh, very cool. Yeah, it, it's such a it's such a unique and cool game. I I will say that some of the mechanics are a little dated now, but the game, the game makes up for it in charm. Yeah. Um, you know, like the fact that you have to. There's so many items to pick up, and if you get into a hard area, and uh, sometimes it's hard to go back in and buy the items you need, you, you got to make sure you stock up. Also, every time you buy items in this game, you have to buy them one at a time. Yeah, yeah that's right. So Whereas if you're in, if you're playing like Final Fantasy three. Uh, you could buy 99 of something like in one one go, yeah. but I think it was because the Earthbound series, especially the the first two games, are modeled after the simplicity of the Dragon Quest games. Like I'm right. pretty sure that that's what it was mainly based off of. Right. Cool. Awesome. Uh, great pick, Nick. Uh, Aaron, sounds like you could use a break, and we're due for break right now anyway. So uh, why don't we why don't we uh, Come back to this in like two minutes. Yes. I'll be sitting right here. Break time. So it's like everybody's ready. It's like we'll get round three started. Okay. Mm -hmm. Okay. Okay. All right, and uh, and Phil, uh, go ahead. This, this is great because you guys, I mean, you're giving me this draft. This is awesome. My team's going to cream y'all. So I, I get all my top three picks. I'm thrilled. Quick story. When I was, I, I didn't have an SNES growing up. My friend did. That's where I played it a lot. I got my first NES. It was about the year 2002, 2003. Just got married. Went to a garage sale. There in a box for five bucks was a Super Nintendo with two games. One game was Super Mario World. The other is my number three pick, Sim City. Oh. I am a I am a big fan of the Super Nintendo version of Sim City. I enjoyed it on the computers, but they did a great job streamlining it, putting some Mario elements in it, like the Mario statue, Bowser, you know, being the Godzilla type creature, and even Doctor Wright, you know, a, a call the Will Wright. And it's it's just one of these games. It's a desert island game to me. I could play this game over and over, just create different scenarios. 
And it's also a game I think teaches people a lot about balancing, you know, civilized, a civilized life. You know, you need to have industry and commercial and residential and you need taxes. But if you raise them too much, it's going to hurt you and all this stuff. And it's a great way to kind of teach kind of basic economics and how to run a, a city, if you will, a sim city. Ha ha. Oh. And, and, and even though even though, you know, it wasn't made for the mouse, it works really good with the SNES mm -hmm. controller. Yeah. And it. I could get lost in this game. I would just play it for hours. I would go through a whole scenario one night, you know, or you could save it, pick up later. So I just, I know, I know it's like a, a game that some people overlook when you talk about the Super Nintendo, but to me, I think it's worthy of my number three pick, SimCity. Yeah, I love this game. Uh, uh, I definitely feel I'm right there with you. If I remember that story, like I got a system, like about the order lucky find that was fused. I kind of figured you'd take this game. Uh, I already played the PC version before I before I picked this up, but the Super NES version I just think blows it away. They added so many enhancements to this game, uh, like 2,000 maps to be like to pick from. That's a lot. But it's, yeah, yeah, it's credible. And the music, how then you have the music starts off very the music the music starts off like very slow and easy when you're there. Like figure out the game and it gets faster faster like as the game your city grows it's like you know like small touches like that it's just an awesome awesome game uh yeah wonderful wonderful job Henry porting it over the to play the system and it's not a kind of game that you kind of expect on the console because it's more of a pc title but i think Nintendo did such a great job making it accessible to everybody that it kind of brought in a whole new fan base into the game who otherwise wouldn't have been exposed to it it's interesting to me that uh, it was originally planned for the NES. Yeah, I've seen that proto. It's amazing. Yeah, so the prototype will actually get released at some point. Um, oh. And yeah, it's it's going to come out. Um, it's originally, it's eventually going to get dumped so people can play it and see how it would have been on the NES with a, an original NES soundtrack. But regardless, right. I think... Uh, it, it was a great feat, and uh, it was my first exposure to Sim anything. So, uh, you know, I know after this, there was Sim Earth and Sim Ant. And, right, and yeah. Sim I like Sim Ant. Sim Ant. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, Sim City on SNES um, is also one of my f favorites in my first exposure to the this sort of simulation gameplay. And I, I like what Phil was saying about, you know, you kind of learn basic economics and... Uh, you know, kind of how to ruin people's lives by unleashing the football <laughs> on them. Um, <laughs> take their power away. <laughs> yes. Or for me, I would always, uh, instead of, um, so there would be less pollution, I would just make everyone use uh, trains. Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Just railroads everywhere. Sorry. Yep. In my city, there are no <laughs> roads. Sorry, Marty. Uh, that sounds terrible. Like it's also fun, especially sometimes, just to just especially uh, just to come into like a huge city and just unleash a whole bunch of disasters on it, and just like wreck the city to pieces. <laughs> yeah, but th uh, that was some of the scenarios I believe you could get too. Is like, hey, you yep. have to rescue the city, and that's that was so yep. great. You could build from the ground up, or you could play scenarios. Yep. And it, and it was very. I like games that are relaxing. You know, at the yes. end of the day, to me, SimCity was relaxing. Yeah, you had some tension when all of a sudden, you know, I don't know about you guys, but sometimes all my power lines, there'd be one power line connecting everything that if it went, I had to figure out where that was, you know, and fix it. <laughs> yeah. So sometimes it was really tense when a, when a tragedy did hit, but still just such a game, such a great game and a, just a way to kick back and relax and, and enjoy, really. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, definitely. And it's a lot of fun to, yep, it's a lot of, and I, I played it recently, like, hold it very well today. So, like, still like a great game. But, uh, yep. 
Uh, awesome pick, Phil. Thanks. Uh, George, uh, my fellow co-host, how about you? All right. I got a pick. It's called Robotrek. Has anybody heard of it? Yes. Oh, yeah, I believe so. Enix. Okay. Yes, Robotrek is an interesting RPG. It's kind of like uh, Pokemon uh, in a way where uh, you're this, this guy and he makes robots and he levels up, not the robots. And uh, with each level up, you get more uh, power points that you can use that you can put into the stats of your robot. You can change it uh, essentially any time as long as you're at your R&D location. But um, yeah, it's really interesting. You have a bunch of different weapons and you can have those weapons level up. And there's just so, so many configurations, different ways to play the, the game. It's it's cool. Um, this is uh, also known as Slapstick in Japan. Uh, the localization was kind of iffy when it came over here, but uh, the core gameplay is obviously the same. So that's really what matters. Um, it's, it's fun. I honestly suggest everyone play it if you haven't. Hmm. Uh, this is one. This is one of the few RPGs that got localized over here that I still really haven't played much of. But I know part of the problem was I, I don't know what Enix was thinking by not bringing their Dragon Quest games over I don't here. Know. But uh, yeah, that's that's ridiculous that they didn't get released. Yeah. Mm -hmm. My yeah. Uh, my pick is actually kind of related to this game, and then it's another obscure um, Enix localization effort. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I, I definitely want to try this one out. I think they kind of, they could have done a better job in the local localization and they also the have, box honestly. art. I mean, yeah, yeah the I understand the original game was super cutesy. The game, really. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, and it made it look a lot more serious this than is, the game Yeah, this is more was. of a lighthearted game than, than the, the, the cover art shows. Wasn't mm. it released right around the same time as Final Fantasy 2? Oh, geez, I don't know. That's a good I question. I thought Robotrek was later. It might have. I don't you know, know what about the cover release dates. I'm looking at the cover art. You know what that looks like to me? Do you guys know Unicron from the Transformers movie? Yeah. Orson Welles, right? Yeah. Yeah, his, his last, last role, Unicron. His last role, yep. It looks like Unicron's like ugly brother. I mean... <laughs> <laughs> Okay, yeah. Uh, so I looked it up. It was a, it was 1994. So yeah, I guess it was about okay. two years after uh, Final Fantasy II. Yeah, and when it was Enix that published it. Yeah, and then it was a quintet. It was one yeah. of their mm. earlier efforts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I've not played this one before, actually, George. So I'm curious to, you know, curious to check it out. Yeah, yeah, check it out. Mm. But uh, oh, great. Uh, Aaron, you said that your pick is related to this one somewhat? It is kind of related to this one, and then it's an, an obscure Enix-published RPG, but it was Ooh. developed by Asmic, and it's Paladin's Quest. Oh, ah, hey! Okay. And uh, I went for Paladin's Quest because I think it's uh, one of the unsung uh, great series on the SNES. The sequel was only released in Japan, um, but what I like about this game is uh, the unique setting it's a high fantasy role-playing game so it's a, a completely unique world um where uh everything is controlled by magic but there's kind of a mix of magic and uh technology um so you know you have magic users and, and then you'll see things like uh robots later on right. but uh it, it's got some 
truly bizarre art design that um, some people might compare to the, the colorfulness of, of Earthbound, but it's got its unique thing going on. And uh, the easiest way I can describe the gameplay itself is that um, when you get into random battles, what makes it different is that you can uh, basically uh, you can attack with any body part. And so you can equip stuff on your legs and on your arms, and you can even hit enemies with your head. Um, and so you can target using different uh, different things. And it was unique in that you didn't have to use the uh, the A, B, X, Y buttons at all. You just use the left, right, up, and down to pick which uh, button you wanted to use to attack. And it's you know, turn-based, which uh, was fine. And the sort of thing where Japanese RPG, you progress and pick up new party members along the way but uh the storyline's very bizarre and you basically bring about uh the apocalypse into <laughs> the world because you, you you were part of some magic school and you went somewhere you weren't supposed to go with your with your friend this is like harry potter basically uh, before there was a harry potter and uh you you wander to this tower and uh, you accidentally flip a switch and um bring about i guess it releases a whole bunch of monsters into the world and you gotta solve the mystery of everything and uh get kicked out of your town kind of like a uh, like every other jrpg right? <laughs> yeah. it's either burned out or, or it's destroyed or you get kicked out and no one wants you back there because you're a jerk right. uh, and what's crazy is you're like 11 years old and you have to go save the world uh so this 11 year old kid so like for me i related to this game so much but uh you know he's got the weight of the world on his shoulders and uh you just start out so weak but you eventually uh, you progress and you learn awesome magic spells and you become super powerful and uh, there's just so many unique set pieces in this game and i think um, there's like a zip line to get between areas of a town. Uh, you go underground, you, you go inside of a volcano, um, you recruit these, these robots. Um, and there's just a lot to like about this game. You know, some of it hasn't kind of like the dragon quest games, the earlier ones where, uh, it might not be the most intuitive. The translation isn't the best, but it, it holds a special place in my heart. I need to. Uh, I need to. I need to play that. Yeah, same here. I mean, I mean, uh, I stayed away from it because I heard some negative things about it. But like the review is kind of making me like change my mind on it. Yeah, I mean, it was uh, it, so. Like when I got it, uh, I was a preteen. It was one of the games we got in a trade or something. So I'd okay. already played Final Fantasy two um, and and three at that point, and even Lunar on Sega CD. Uh, and this might not be quite a that level but um the the way greg put it was that we don't have to pick the greatest games in the system but just games that we had a lot of nostalgia for uh and i think this one this fits nicely where it's not quite mainstream but it's not completely obscure either right mm. yeah i'm finding it interesting that the art style of this game is a lot like uh fantasy zone yes Ooh. it's very pastel yeah and uh, really unique uh, music and uh, the, the enemies and, you know, it's it's kind of like Dragon Quest where you bump into an enemy uh, and you get into a random battle and you see like a full color screen. Hmm. 
Yeah, this is one I'm going to have to add to my uh, classic. Yeah, same here. I have to check it out. So thanks. Yeah. And it was kind of, you know, we didn't get Dragon any of the Dragon Quest games on the Super Nintendo. Uh, so this was kind of like filling in that gap for me. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. Makes sense. But uh, cool. All right. Uh, Will, how about you? All right. I'm going to go for another RPG. Uh, it's not an Enix. Uh, it was actually it came out March 9th, 1996, which was uh, the day after one of my birthdays. Mm, um, I think I knew we were going over this. Yeah, pretty, pretty well known. Uh, one of its characters I have been wanting to see in the Smash series for a long time. And that is Super Mario RPG. OK. No one's heard of that game. I, uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't. Super. Okay, so I understand the Super Mario part. I don't. I don't understand the other part. How does, how does this work? Put 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 these thing these two things together in my mind. Yeah, it is a quirky game. I'll give it that much. But they put yeah. it off very well. Yeah, they, they created this up with whole Square, RPG right? world. Yeah, yeah. Yes. they created the Mushroom Kingdom where you're just there's a big sword that comes down out of the sky and goes into uh, the castle scatters everyone the uh, stars that were uh, part of star road have just scattered so your goal is to go around the mushroom kingdom and collect the uh, seven stars uh, one of the characters you get uh, on your team is actually what kind of like the embodiment of the star of the stars named gino he names himself after this uh, doll that he possesses and you also get this kind of cloud character named balo and Princess Peach also joins you. Bowser joins you as well at one point. What? Yes. <laughs> I know it's crazy, right? <laughs> yeah, they kind of use the same. Uh, they kind of use the same graphic style as um, Donkey Kong Country. <laughs> hmm. Yeah. Yeah. There's right. a nice yep. uh, pre-rendered look to it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And they go for what's what's the what's the term for isometric? They kind of had yes. that kind of yeah, side. Yeah. Yeah. Three-quarter yeah. view. Yeah, three-quarter view for it for the entire game. But one of the but they don't, things... they don't, uh, the controls are nice enough to where up is actually up. Oh, <laughs> yeah. yes. Yes. Mm, yeah. The controls are not confusing at all, thankfully. It's yeah. not like up is diagonal and to the right. The yeah, controls the are the jump, pretty not that bad. as well with the, um, you have to time your attacks just right yes. to get yep. powerful yeah. attacks. Yep, and it wasn't and it wasn't the official sequel, but a lot of these ideas and concepts got carried over uh, to the Pit Mario series. Yeah, and the Mario and Luigi series. I was just about to bring that up. I view them all as relatives because you have that whole time base jump on their head and hit the button right at the right. same yeah. time. Right. So it, it's it was more than just, you know, do you want to fight or use an item? You know, you actually had to interact with the battles a little bit. Yep. And yeah. if anyone's ever seen it, there's a great uh, rap that somebody released. Oh, God, this game too. No. <laughs> uh, using the forest theme oh. it's really cool uh, uh yeah this is another like you know late super nes game but i probably that probably did not get into, did not get as much did not get as much attention as it should have because of its uh, late release but yeah fun game yep, yep, yep. But, yeah uh well for my pick i am going back to enix for a heavy hitter. Who, that, who isn't? <laughs> uh, because I absolutely adore this game. This is probably one of my all-time favorite games, period, much less on the system. Um, I think I know which one you're going to say. Yes. Um, the still, I think, amazing, still fun to play, very unique game in many ways. Uh, uh, Quintet-developed game of ActRaiser. 
Yes, that was almost not the one I thought you were going to say. Yeah. Uh, Oh, you were thinking Soulblazer, weren't you? <laughs> I'm thinking Soulblazer. Soulblazer, I like the name, but Soulblazer has some problems. I, I, it's like, it's a good game, but no, but yeah, Ackerazer just blows it away in every sense of the word because, you know, I've always been a big fan of, like, quirky mixed genre games. Like, you know, like, you throw together, for me, like, a virtual novel and a puzzle game, and I'm all over that. Like, you know, just get me, like, two genres mixed together in an unusual way. And Ackerazer combines a action platformer game with a simulation game, and both parts work so well. Just, it's, it, it's so much fun to play the graphics are amazing uh the music soundtrack is nothing short of a, just incredible the same guy who did the streets of rage series also did the music for this game um, i didn't know that yeah just yep, music for sure yeah yep. just nice. uh, just incredible music this, this this game this this is an early super nes game this really showed up showed up showed up great what the system could do uh in terms of, like the graphic uh, the, the graphical and sound abilities on it and it's just the simulation part of it is light but still engaging enough to keep you entertained because you're also controlling an angel who has to go around d- destroying demons to protect your fields by waiting for your town to grow and and can you have to do well one part to do well in the other part but if you do well in the town and grow your town big enough it also it also improves how many hit points your character has like the action parts so it's definitely like Craig. I know yeah. this is unexpected. <laughs> uh, yes, exactly. So, um, yeah, and it's, it's just, uh, it's not a long game. I played through the, um, I just remember it last year where I played the game in like two hours, but, um, but uh, yeah, just a, it's a really great, amazing game. I think it still like uh, definitely holds up very well today. And I was so disappointed by the sequel because the sequel took all the simulation parts, and you know, the, and the creative difficulty by factor of ten. And I just did not like that game as much. But the original one is just a classic, like in every sense of the word. It's got some great mode seven in it too. Yes, yeah, very good mode seven. But and is there uh, a game with bad mode seven? Uh, yes. <laughs> oh, never mind. Go on, <laughs> go on. There, there definitely are some. Go on. Uh, I was uh, on the podcast with Greg, and we yes. covered the game. Yeah, yeah. What well, you did? Uh, yeah, oh. yeah, yeah. This was an early episode, like on, like in the twenties, I think. It was pre, uh, pre George. Sorry, George. Oh no, <laughs> I wasn't born yet. No, you were just a baby. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, sorry, Will. Were you gonna say something? No, I had mentioned mode seven, and then you guys yeah. were talking. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but uh, yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, like this is the game. This is the game that never failed to impress my friends uh, as far as what the system could do, because just like the, just, you know, just between the graphics and the sound and just the gameplay, it's just really, uh, it's really pushing the limit of what the system could do for an early for, for an early game. Uh, yeah, and, and, uh, Quint, it was Quintet that developed yes. it, developed yep. the Soul Blazer series. Uh, but this is my favorite, also out of all the games they've made. Yes. So, uh, <laughs> okay, uh, Nick, uh, uh, finish up with this round, please. Sure. Uh, my next pick is another RPG, which I know is shocking at this point. <laughs> An um, RPG on this list? Oh, finally. <laughs> Jeez. Um, so my third RPG on the list here is uh, Shadowrun. And Ooh, Shadowrun, okay. uh, yeah, I have passing familiarity. <laughs> yeah. That's all my uh, list. It's, it's a pretty surface cut for me. Um, I had passing familiarity with the pen and paper RPG, right. and uh, this game and the Genesis game that came out are both wildly different. Yes, um, very, very different games. They're both great, though. Honestly, the, the Genesis one uh, conforms more closely to the pen and paper RPG, but uh, I have a much higher fondness for the Super Nintendo version. And um, that game... <laughs> 
it, it again is a three quarters perspective. Um, it controls very smoothly. Uh, it's it's an action RPG. So uh, you are you basically switch from uh, uh, movement phases and investigation type phases to combat. And when uh, the guns come out, you know you you can point and shoot. Uh, I think I learned from your podcast that you could actually use the SNES mouse with this, which would certainly have made controlling it even easier. But um, I've played through it, you know, a bunch of times using just the controller and never had a problem. Um, the audio is fantastic. Uh, I knew I loved this game when I first turned it on, and there's the little intro cutscene, uh, which leads to the uh, Shadowrun logo on the circuit board. Yes. Um, and just the audio for that is killer. But uh, my absolute favorite part of this game is this guy who is breakdancing in a city <laughs> in the middle of the town square at, towards the middle of the game. And he says, if you talk to him, can't stop. The weasels are closing in. Yeah, yeah. And, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Yep. I can totally respect that uh, pick uh, because, like, you know, I have a friend who loves Battletech games uh, mm -hmm. a lot, and there's like several, several in the system, and like, they're flawed games. So even he admits that, but still, if you're a fan of the franchise, you still like are all over it because like it's, it's actually great to get something like this. So I totally can understand that. I have very, I have very, I, I, I have very little familiarity with, like a Shadowrun, but um, yeah, this is a pretty, yeah, this is a hidden gem of the system. I, I think uh, it's hard to, it's hard to get into. Uh, having a walkthrough or a map definitely is recommended, I think, to play this game for the first time. But once you know what you're doing, it's like quite fun. It's kind of it's easy to grind in it, though. So yeah, yeah. Are you aware of the uh, it being kind of a loose spiritual successor? To what? Because uh, which game? Because uh, the creator Paul Kidd created the NES game Nightshade. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's right. Okay, yeah, I remember that now. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Nightshade's a good game, too. Mm -hmm. and, um, and it also mixes... Uh, I, I know that Will and I talked about this at some point, but yeah, it kind of... Between the two games, they both mix uh, different styles of gameplay. Some right. of the point-and-click, you know, yeah. find the item and deliver it here, and then some of the more action, uh, action-y bits. Yeah, and don't ask me how they did it, but somehow, but somehow they were able to combine part of the uh, plot elements from both the, from both games onto the more recent uh, Kickstarter-backed uh, Shadowrun game. I have no idea how they pulled that off. <laughs> oh, and uh, what, what's interesting is I haven't. I want to play the new Shadowrun game. Um, it's good. Me, I, I I grew up with the. I, I didn't play the pen and paper game, but I grew up with the SNES game and the Sega Genesis game. We were one of the lucky lucky oh families my. that had. We had both games on both systems, and wow. uh, I had that unique perspective. And what's crazy is um, when I was a kid, I liked the Super Nintendo version more because I felt it was a, the story is a little more accessible, and I thought the atmosphere was was better. I, I, you know, I could understand it a little more. But when I got older, I, I finally dug more into the Genesis version. I actually like the Genesis version a little more, which is interesting that I'm on the opposite side uh, <laughs> as far as those games go. But I think they're both, honestly, they're, they're both great um, mm -hmm. in their, their own way. I think mm. they, they handle the RPG elements in completely unique ways. And it's, it's weird that there's a third Shadowrun game that we don't really <laughs> talk about. 
because it was only released in Japan, and that's the about the Mega Sega CD theater. one. Yeah, uh, yeah, that one. Uh, Have they finished also, translating that yet? It, no. So oh, I think one someone's translated it, but I don't think it's been inserted into uh, the game itself. I think okay. there's some tricky stuff mm. to get that done. Uh, but yeah. you can watch YouTube videos of the translation of the game. Well, I mean, they translated um, Police Knots, so... Yeah, but that was a... Uh, I don't know, there's not many Sega CD translations. Yeah, that's so. true. Mm. Yeah, that's a shame. Yeah. But I'm a fan of all things Shadowrun, mm. though, I'll be honest, I never tried the first-person multiplayer shooter game that... It's I not... Kinda hurt. It's not good. Yeah, it's not good. No. Yeah, <laughs> the, the, yeah the one from 2007. Yeah. yeah. You're, you're not yeah. 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 I don't know what cool. they were thinking. Uh, Nick, do you know about uh, Shadowrun Returns? Uh, yes, I backed it on Kickstarter. Oh, okay, because because there is somebody who is trying to recreate the SNES game uh, in there. Really? Yes. Interesting. It's on the... Uh, I think it's only on like the Steam Workshop, but uh, yeah, mm. there's somebody who's trying okay. to recreate it. Yeah, I did not know that you were a Shadowrun fan, Nick. That's cool. I'm I'm a man of mystery. <laughs> that, that's quite true. Yes, All I know I about is you like a pinball. <laughs> yes, the man of many talents. <laughs> if there was a Shadowrun pinball game, I'd be on top. I'd be on that in a heartbeat. <laughs> right, right. That's, a, that's not a bad idea for a project. <laughs> there you go. It's got uh, an attachment uh, that brings out a gun, and squirts water at you. I don't know. Ah, <laughs> uh, cool. Uh, okay, final round, round four. Speaking about people of many, many talents, uh, the amazing Phil. Uh, please get us going on this uh, final round, then, sir. All right, man. Uh, you guys are just giving me everything I want, and I actually think I'm going to go off my list a little bit because my fourth pick was originally going to be what was one time known as Super Mario Brothers Four, which would be fitting for the fourth round, Super Mario World. But I already got All Stars, and I didn't want to cheat like Aaron and say I'm picking Super Mario World slash All Stars combo card. <laughs> so, <laughs> and I don't want to. I want to have something to mix it up. So I have Legend of Zelda, just an all around great game. I got the platformer with All Stars. I got the Sim City kind of simulation thing going on. I need something that doesn't require my brain. And, and I'm a fan of brawlers. And I don't know if there's any better brawler on the system than Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 4 Turtles in Time. Oh, nice. Oh, I, that was going to be my pick. Uh, <laughs> and hey, I hear, hey, round four, Turtles 4, got to do it, right? And, yeah. <laughs> as a kid, my favorite arcade game was the four-player version of Teenage Mutant um, uh, Mutant ninja turtles mm. and and i never saw the turtles in time arcade game okay and i remember when they ported that to the nes and it was good but you could definitely tell the difference right. but when turtles 4 came out on the snes that it felt like we finally got the arcade game at home it, it the graphics are spot on it even i believe it added some elements from the original arcade game that kind of made it almost like a a little mix of both the arcade games and it's just such a it's such such a blast to play whether you have a friend or you're by yourself i i just enjoy it so much i don't know what more to say other than i like the turtles and i like brawlers and this is just a perfect combination of the two yeah yes yeah, my cousin and I were huge fans of the Turtles. It should also be noted that one of my friends from high school, his cousin, is Kevin Eastman. Oh, nice. Yeah, so I had another connection to the series just right there. 
but yeah, once once the Turtles came, once the the TV series came out, my cousin and I were huge Turtles fans. Yeah, same here because I was at the right age, like for that, and, and like you know, I. You know, I, like I had all the Turtles games and loved all of them, but uh, this game is definitely a classic. It's a great game. Konami really ported this the game over uh, very, very well. And Phil, actually, I, I, I don't think I'm missing too much. The arcade game is very good, but they made several enhancements to enhance the version of the game. Uh, for example, for, for example, the whole Mode Seven fight with Shredder. Uh, we're having to toss the like, yeah. toss soldiers back oh, at dude, him yes. on the screen. Yeah, that was that not was part cool. of the arcade game. So right. Um, and several bosses were also changed, uh, changed and or added in, which tied, uh, which you know, which brought in like cartoon movie connections, which is a connection, which is very very cool. So um, yeah, this is an awesome game. Like you have like one little one player, two player, so much fun. Uh, definitely a great pick. You didn't need to be a Turtles fan, I think, to enjoy this game. It's a very classic beat 'em up, but so. If you like yeah. brawlers, you'll like this game. Yeah, you know, awesome. it, yeah. I mean, not everybody does, but I do. Yeah. And you could make an argument: this is the best brawler on any system. At least it mm. should be in the conversation. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with that definitely. There was another brawler around the same time that they worked on that I really wish they had ported over to the consoles. And it's another series I enjoy. That's Bucky O'Hare. Oh yeah. yeah. There wasn't a NES game. It was an NES game, but there was also a brawler in the arcade. Yes, yeah. where yeah. you could shoot guns. It was great. And if I remember right, it tied to the story of the uh, animated series. Hmm, that's cool. Yeah. Wow. Oh, awesome. So, Turtles in Time, uh, maybe the reason that you didn't see it in arcades is because it was only released as a conversion. And, oh, good point. okay. Yeah. Hmm. yeah. Uh, so the idea was you converted the original Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles arcade game uh, and got it to make more money. Well, Which to me games. sounds like sounds yeah. like blasphemy. You know, it's y- like yeah, that, yeah. That, <laughs> well, that that machine that was a moneymaker for a long time. Was, and yeah, if, no. if I could have one arcade game machine, it w- I'd be very tempted to pick the four-player version of that. Yeah. You know. I, I do wish I do wish I would have seen Turtles in Time, like even in the front of a Kroger or something. I that yeah. would have been fun to, to stumble upon. The, the arcade I used her. to go to up in Maine, they had the the first Turtles, and then later on, after they rearranged the arcade, they put Turtles in Time in there. Mm. So I got to yeah. play it when it was in the arcade. We we had one at our uh, local mini golf place when uh, mm. it was relatively new, but yeah, the the board sets for those uh, if you collect arcade stuff, they're insanely expensive now. Oh, I'm sure. <laughs> I, yeah. I, I think everybody wants both of those <laughs> games. Um, uh, so uh, that's a real quick feel. Like, what's your favorite turtle? Like, what do you usually like playing as? Well, uh, growing up, my favorite turtle, I think a lot of kids my age liked Michelangelo because of his attitude. Uh, I But growing up, and, the, and I think the arcade game started, I actually like Leonardo. And I've become, yeah. I've become a Leonardo fan ever since. I know that Donatello has the pole thing going on in a lot of games. That's huge. But give me Leonardo. I just like Leonardo. I'm the same way. Yeah, Lee was always my favorite turtle. Uh, for, awesome. me, for me, it's it, it, at one point it was Michelangelo, it went Donatello, it's sometimes it's Raphael because of his <laughs> attitude. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> uh, Nick, how about you? I'm a Donatello guy. Yeah. Yeah. Nice difference of opinion here. I like it. Awesome. Hey, we should all get together and play an arcade game for playing. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Absolutely. Yeah, definitely. Uh, George, how about you? How about me? 
Uh, we talked about games or turtles. The, the turtles. <laughs> yes, I was. Just slightly. Just slightly the end of it. But are we talking about turtles or games here? I'm 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 a little off. I here. I was thinking game, but if you want okay, to game. mention turtle, go ahead. <laughs> oh I don't I don't know. Let's just move to the games. Anyway, okay, game. Yeah, game time. Uh, it's gonna uh, be Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Tournament Fighters. Oh, how did yuck. you know? <laughs> yeah. No, it's uh, uh, Shin Megami Tensei, a game we never oh, saw here in yeah. the United States. That was States. one of my almost picks. Oh, okay, yeah. So uh, nice. this was not in the United States, but uh, released in Japan and re-released a couple of times, I believe. Uh, I think one of the more modern releases was on the mobile phone. The, yeah, the, I have it on, uh, iOS. the cellular device. But um, I almost said the cellular device. That's not correct. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, this game is the father of the Persona series, if anyone knows uh, the Persona series, uh, which the, the most recent one, Persona 5, was released uh, a year or two ago, something like that. So Just it's, last it's still year, going yeah. strong. Yeah, it's still last going year, strong. Yeah. Um, this game is great. Um, it's very like if you play it, it's very obvious. Uh, there's a translation patch, so mm -hmm. uh, yep. anyone can play it now. Well, anyone who speaks English can play it now. Um, sorry, people who speak Swedish. Well, they probably think, speak English uh, anyway. I, I'm sure but. people have taken the English translation by now and released it into other languages. Maybe oh, I yeah, have yeah. not seen any others, but you you could be right. Um, yeah. but yeah, uh, it's very obvious. Uh, why this was not released in the U.S. because oh it has yeah to, yeah it has to do with a lot of religious <laughs> stuff and and there's a lot very of occult, gore yeah. and yeah. it's very dark and it has to do with demons, yeah, demons and, and hell and all that um, stuff yeah you can yeah. you can take your dog and turn it into a, a, a demon um yeah you sacrifice your dog and turn it into a monster it's it's oh geez but um yeah it's uh you can definitely oh, if you play don't, don't tell people what happens to your mom <laughs> Shh, don't yeah don't they, they need to figure that out um but yeah like, if you if you play this and you play the first persona game you can see that the first persona is almost exactly like this game but um uh high school students right well no the first game's high school students too now i believe you're in high school yeah it is yeah, yeah. Um, but, you're, but it's always like the Persona games is always like a it's, group it's, of high school. It, the, per, the first Persona is like this game, but like they took they obviously it was a new generation that they released it on, and also they were like, all right, well here's a few problems with it, we're gonna fix this. So um, there's there's that stuff. Uh, you get lost in mazes because they're all first person dungeons that all the walls look the same essentially. So it's hard to get around, but it's. If, if you're really into that type of game, like it's worth it to play because it is so much fun. There's there's just so much to it. And um, you don't- You can like, talk to demons and right. get out of battles. <laughs> there's a lot of, yeah, there's a lot of, um, there's a lot of themes that you, you, you don't see um, in this era uh, pertaining to games that have come out in the US. So it's, it's really different in a lot of different ways and, and reasons. It's it's very interesting. I just honestly suggest if you have the patience enough to play it, please go and play it. And or play the sequel, which has also been fan translated. Yes. 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 Yeah. I yeah. still need to finish this game. Oh, geez. It is. Uh, <laughs> it does. It does not. They, you do not know where to go at all is the problem. 
But hey, oh, by the time you get there, strange journey. By the time you get there, you're already strong enough because <laughs> you've been playing, you've been fighting a lot of battles. Yeah, yeah. That, um, and uh, this was like pre-Pokemon, where right, you would actually yeah. collect the 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 uh, demons. You know, you, you'd figure out what their weakness was, or you'd talk to them, or give them a certain item. Right. Yep. Yeah. And they you know, join you. It's it's crazy because you have to deal with like real world stuff where it's like this person committed suicide or whatever, or they were murdered in this park, yeah. and now the police are like on the watch. So you you you're limited on where you can go, and there's a curfew, and this there's and a mall, and... there's a shopping mall. Yeah. Oh, geez, it's that mall. It took day. me ten minutes to get out of that mall. I'll have you know. <laughs> Um, yeah. There is like a little auto map, but yeah, looking at a map yeah. definitely helps. The auto and then... map is isn't the best. <laughs> well, as Will mentioned, the the recent 3DS and phone and phone remakes do do give you some more uh, modern conveniences to help you play this yes. game. But it's it's uh, worth I... it to play it in any way you can. Yeah, yeah. There was even a God, it was ported to a lot of different systems. Uh, a lot, yeah. PlayStation, Sega Saturn, yes. Sega CD, even. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. They also did a spin-off to kind of uh, cash in on the Pokemon craze called Demi Kids. I never heard of that. Hmm. Yeah, yeah it's, never heard it's of a that? more it's a more kidified version of the series. Oh, okay. I think it was called uh, it had like revelations or something. Uh, but yeah, it came to Game Boy Color, I remember. Okay. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. All right. Yeah. And uh, in Japan, it was called Shin Megami Tensei Devil Children. Ah, okay. that makes sense. Mm, yeah, uh, but cool. But All yeah, right. huge series over in Japan. Um, one of their biggest RPG franchise franchises, and it's only more recently caught on over here, especially with the Persona games. Yes, yeah, yes. Everybody loves uh, Persona Five. It seems. <laughs> uh, I need to get that yeah, game. Well, Yep, the Super NES was definitely was definitely known for its uh, RPG games. So like we've certainly certainly had quite a few of them here on this list, and we may have another one. Um, because uh, we still have four, four, four picks left to go. Uh, Aaron, what's your last pick? My last pick, uh, I, I could have picked uh, an RPG and a few of you picked games that I kind of wanted to pick. Um, but I, you know what? I'm going to jump off the RPG and I'm going to go left field and pick King Arthur's World. Ooh, um, which I don't know how many of you played that, but it's I have. it's a game by Argonaut Software, okay. who also helped make yeah. Star Fox, um, and they made quite a few other games. And uh, I think the the main guy is still around, uh, Dylan Cuthbert, making making stuff. Um, but yeah, King Arthur's World I felt like was pretty ahead of its time. It kind of mixed. Uh, if you ever played Lemmings, yep. Um, so Lemming style gameplay, where you you get a bunch of it's like medieval uh, era, and you've got to bring King Arthur across the map, but you got to make sure he doesn't die. And so you got all these troops. At first, you only get a handful of troops, but um, it gets more complex. And again, it's you know the real time strategy mixed with some puzzle elements because. You have to know how to use your troops correctly, and and part of the fun is, uh, you know, you kind of traverse the map. You go from right to left, basically, and uh, you're storming these castles. And there's, uh, they're, they're trying everything to kill you. There's dynamite. There's catapults. There's uh, some neat little. It, it's not like the best looking game on the system, but it's colorful enough, and it's great that you can. Uh, 
light your enemies on fire <laughs> um, and you can shoot flame at them and uh, everything kind of blows up nicely and um, I just I really enjoy the variety of the game it starts off a little slow but as you keep going it just gets really fun and there's no other game on the system quite like it um, I did mention lemmings but this one um, having the you know the slight action element to it where you send out like your patrolmen or you know your your grunts to smash up some baddies and then you have your archers and um i don't know i just kind of i i like anything medieval and uh it's just a fun little game there's not really too much to it it just uh the the levels get more complex as you go and um, you know, multi-tiered, and you go underground and overground, and uh, yeah, I don't know if any of you guys have ever played it, but there was actually also a uh, spiritual successor to it that's on Steam. That's like a multiplayer version of this game called King Arthur's Gold, which oh, if you ever check game. it out, it's really cool, mm. and it's uh, similar in concept, but they. They pretty much took it to the next level. But yeah, like I said, this game does support the mouse, so you can actually play it with your mouse. Cool. Yeah, I played this a little bit aired, but I stuck a puzzle game, so I didn't get very far in it. You know, I just learned something new. There's two King Arthur games on the Super Nintendo. Yes. Because there's King Arthur and the Knights of Justice, so by Enix. You know, so I didn't know King Arthur was so well represented. And on there's the Super Knights Nintendo. of the Round, right? Yeah, I was just yeah. going to say Knights yeah. of the Round. <laughs> Yeah, that's yeah, that's a that's a Capcom Capcom ported just like arcade game. It's very good. Yeah, but uh, King Arthur's World. Uh, this is another one we got. I think uh, we traded some games to to a friend, and we ended up with this game and, and Paladin's Quest around the same time. And uh, it's an earlier effort. Uh, it's not too much to look at, but I think it's uh, it'll sat satisfy that you know it's got like a light real-time strategy touch to it some action elements and the artwork on the cover is fantastic oh yeah yeah absolutely i, me I remember it being what black and white right black and white it's like um was it mc escher it's like an mc escher style yeah absolutely and uh it was uh published by jalico okay yeah uh, yeah. And then, you know, developed by Argonaut, um, who also did, he did a few things. He did Star Fox, um, helped with Star Fox mostly, and uh, they also did Vortex, if I remember right. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah, I know that game. Awesome. All right. Uh, Will, what do you have for us to finish things up? Okay. Um going to go with a uh, side-scroller here. Uh, a little bit of an action game. A uh, game based off of the uh, movie that was actually my second date. Hmm. Uh, and that game is The Lion King. Oh, okay. Ah, okay. Yep. Yeah, another another game that has some uh, some speech in it. Was that a yeah, Capcom just... game? Was that a... Yeah, that one was uh, Capcom. Okay, yep. But yeah, just all around, like the the graphics are fantastic in this. It matched the way the movie looked. With it, it wasn't cel shaded, but it looked really colorful. Uh, the fact that you were using a character that actually 
ran on four feet rather than two like most other games did back then but they they really went and they got the action of a lion running around in this game <laughs> i think it was like second or third level where people just really really kind of didn't know what to do i think that was the level with all the uh, drafts <laughs> such a hard game you're right i made yeah. it past there like and then to the uh the dark stage. I've made it to there once, and it just gets so hard. Uh, yeah, and it yeah. looks like this was made by Virgin. So this is the same as the Genesis game, more or less, because this was a weird time where like Aladdin was Capcom, and, and but Sega on the Genesis. But this looks like it's a pretty similar to the Genesis version, which honestly yes. I have not played that much. I could I could have sworn maybe it was a collaboration with him, but yeah, it's probably just Virgin. But I do remember jumping on giraffe heads for some reason. <laughs> yeah, I think that was like the second or third stage of the game. And there was a Kaboom style mini game. Hmm. Yeah, with uh, the bug catching. Oh. Yeah. Right. Yeah, most of the Disney games on the system really graphically graphically they look great uh just like just a really impressive like straight from the movie almost in some ways there was this game and aladdin and also uh toy story looks just graphically uh, graphically amazing on the system and some other places um new disney games also so yeah definitely very very impressive yeah it's one of those games that uh, like back then it's like you didn't really get a lot of games that were based off of movies that were decent and this mm, one yeah. was that's true <laughs> and they managed to translate the, the music from the movie into the game pretty well hmm. yeah uh definitely yeah this game yeah this game yeah i played this game some this game may look kiddish at first but yeah uh it but yeah like you guys said it gets very very difficult very early so it's uh it's a tough game <laughs> yeah because simba starts out as a cub and as you play through the game he gets older right yeah which is a cool touch. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and at the end of the game, he has to deal with arthritis, which I did not see coming. That was <laughs> that was my favorite part of the game because it, it was just so realistic. Uh, uh, yeah, but uh, cool. Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, uh, second date. Uh, yeah, not bad. Interesting. Yeah, I had to. I had to remember if it was the second or third date because the, the second and third were Lion King. And Forrest Gump. <laughs> and I couldn't remember which movie came out first. And there's the 90s in two movies. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> <That's 94. laughs> uh, first movie date, no one remembers the movie. I never Indian heard of that Summer. movie before. What's that about? Oh, the movie Indian Summer. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah no I never heard of it either. either. <laughs> yeah, no one remembers it. But yeah, movie for first date, they usually recommend against that. So you were brave. Yeah, that was the movie that was out at the time. True. Let's go see India <laughs> Summer. But after after buying The Lion King, I went and got the soundtrack. I think that was the third uh, DVD I not third DVD, third uh, CD I owned. Oh, oh awesome. Wow. I definitely had that CD as well. CDs, <laughs> remember those things? Oh, yeah. Yes. Oh. <laughs> That's before your time. It's okay. Yes. Uh, <laughs> come on now. <laughs> but 
Yeah, so the game I have for my last pick is probably more you know, think about movies, it's probably more reminiscent of an 80s movie, of an 80s theme than a very really 90s theme, but it came out in the 90s, so um, I decided to go with another heavy hitter here for here for this one, but it's another game I absolutely adore, and uh, I'm also, and uh, like you guys, I'm also trying to kind of balance out the games for different genres uh, like for these, but uh, yeah, this is a franchise that was, it's a franchise that I love, and I was absolutely delighted to see it translate over to translate over to translate over like a 60-bit system. Uh, Contra 3, The Alien Wars. Yep, that was one of the ones on my short list. What an uh, awesome, awesome game. This is I mean, the, the one about the Ira and Contra affair, right? Nah, no, <laughs> thank God. And that was a... North and uh, yeah, <laughs> Ronald Reagan and... No, this one. <laughs> uh, no, this one. No, this one introduced a sci-fi uh, uh, aspect of the series because Contra and Super C for the NES had been more like uh, modern-day theme, whereas this one takes takes the, I think, the 27th century, um, but like very far off in the future. But you're still facing the same enemies and just like. Wow, this game's over the top. I mean, the graphics are the graphics are just are just amazing. The soundtracks are awesome. I love the fact you can have like two guns in your hands. You can like switch between guns, like you know, because there's certain kind of guns that are much more handy for certain handy for certain situations or whatnot. And they also mix in the gameplay. With some of the stages, some of the stages are like traditional side-scrolling or up and down stages, where other stages are top-down view, where you get to um, uh, pick pick where it starts and have to go through a uh, a play field. Uh, uh, from the top-down perspective, trying to trying to find destroy enemies, and you can kind of do like spin attacks with your weapons and, wh- and whatnot. They are just really incredible boss fights. They're very very difficult. They, but if you want the absolute best ending of the game, you got to play the hard difficulty level, and it is insanely hard. Uh, with like you know extra boss fights there, uh, like the, uh, boss fights like uh, boss fights, you know like the end of the game and whatnot. Um, yeah, this game is probably my favorite Contra Contra game. A Shadow Soldier for the PlayStation uh, comes up very close to it too, but really. Uh, uh, yeah, okay. yeah, Shadow Soldier, I love a lot too. But yeah, this is yeah, this is yeah, this is an early Super NES game, and I'm like, I'm so glad I spent the money to get the system because it's the system because this game's just mind blowing, and still, um, and, and 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 it's also a great two player game as well. Um, so, um, it was a, they also ported the game over later years to the GBA with somewhat success. Uh, they had well, the, they, the colors are all washed out. Yeah. They, they did this some, weird thing where they added levels from the Genesis game. Off yes. The, hardcore. Yeah. yeah for some reason. Kind of a weird mix. Because I, I guess they figured that, they, yeah, yeah, I guess they, I guess Comedy figured the GBA couldn't handle the top down ages very well. So, uh, but, uh, yeah. 32 still, bit system. Come on, guys. <laughs> I don't know. But, uh, yeah, I mean, like, you know, just a, uh, you know, during the 80s, there were so many, like, you know, like great uh, movie, th- like, movie inspired action games like this and Commando and Akari Wars. Just like, this is kind of the kind of. You kind of last like great gasp for like that era. Uh, just really, really uh, like great game. Yeah, and and I must say that it has a boss that's one of the most memorable bosses of all 16-bit era games, and that's that turtle boss. For some oh, reason, yeah. the design of that boss sticks out to my head. I don't know if it's because I'm a teenage mutant ninja turtle guy, and that's a giant mutant turtle. But that that boss, you know, with I was it his heart exposed, something like that. That yes, was just yeah. such an interesting visual to see the first time you came across him. It was also uh, very cool. It was also very cool how they also threw in the bosses from for, from Contra Super C uh, in this game as well, like in the final stage. Oh, you mean like the the top down? I thought the top down mode seven stuff was interesting too. Yeah, it works pretty well. It's not my favorite part of the game, but it works fine. Um, you know, like again, it really shows up the system. You know, what the system you could do. You know what Contra? Um, it, it, 
doesn't break up the flow because it doesn't have to worry about top-down stages. <sighs> Contra Hardcore. Ooh. Oh, Sega Genesis. Mine. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry. I'm just we, kidding. But are we uh, talking about no, the here, SNES okay, so or the Genesis? Which one are we talking about? Right. No. So I, I like the. I, I I do love Contra Three. Uh, I, one of the thing I, I wondered about was why. So they do the whole thing where you can hold L and R and jump and do a yes a yeah. spinny attack. It's pretty useless though. It doesn't really. That's much more useful than like the top down stages though. Uh, the top down stages is super, it was very, very much handy. more useful yeah. there. Yeah. 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 And what I found yeah. was, um, I, I almost feel like some of the same guys who worked on this game worked on Gunstar Heroes, but I'm not sure. But I will say that the like it, it was almost like they improved the double gun system because mm. I kind of wanted the ability to combine guns in this one. And I know they oh, did yeah. that in Gunstar Heroes where yeah. you could pick up like a homing and a laser and it became laser homing. But regardless, the set pieces in Contra 3 are great. Uh, I love, you know, there's parts where the ground's on fire, you're in the sky, you're hanging from scaffolding, your guys uh, have like unlimited arm strength. They, you know, yeah. their biceps are cranked up to the max because they can just hang onto a helicopter and swing around and still survive somehow. It's, it's, oh, great. yeah. Oh, yeah. And don't forget the boss fight where you're like caught between this one, this one. <laughs> Uh, yeah, totally like unrealistic, but like, yeah, so much fun. <laughs> uh, but yeah, but yeah, Hardcore is a good game too. Um, you know, I think that, you know, that game, you know, that game also, Konami really knew how, Konami really knew how to program games, the games to strengthen systems. Uh, yes. Because, yeah, so, but, uh, rounding us out, last pick, uh, Nick, uh, what do you have for us? I want to say rounding us out because uh, <laughs> this is another RPG. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, rounding it out with an RPG. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, the yeah. system was known for its RPGs. That's yes. quite true. Um, so uh, this, my final RPG for the evening is uh, EVO, The Search for Eden. Oh, hey. oh yeah. yeah. This is a hidden gem. And it's a yeah. sequel. I didn't yeah. know that years. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah, Another one that was on my and, list. Yeah. And the, the first game has been fan translated. Oh, oh okay. okay. Yeah, I didn't know that, but the original didn't come here. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah. So, um, this game I've poured a ton of time into as well. Uh, honestly, with uh, the different variations that you can have, uh, the main goal is you're trying to evolve into some form of being uh, from a fish, a prehistoric fish. And, uh, you can improve various aspects of your creature, be it its jaws or its fins, and eventually you come out of the water and uh, the game changes entirely. Um, but you still have that same core mechanic of, of gaining experience by chomping on enemies and uh, then improving aspects of your creature. And uh, the music is, is you know i keep harping on this but music is a big draw for me for these games especially games where i'm spending you know hundreds of hours potentially um improving my creature uh by running back and forth and and biting things <laughs> so um the music's a big draw for me uh the uh mixture of cutie and uh uh kind of frightening uh animation is also a big draw and uh, the color palette is, is quite pleasing as well uh, and, and varied. Uh, so for this 
you know, final game on the list here. Uh, that's that's my pick. Mm. All right. Yeah, this is a fun game. It's also very challenging because because like to be like um, it's very difficult to actually figure out how to figure out figure out the proper sequence you need to be able to evolve to a human. Yes. Uh, it's, it's not it, um, it, it's not needed to do that to win the game, but it's kind of like the Easter egg, kind of like you know hidden you know are you are you a master of this game kind of like thing. So. Um, but yeah, yeah, tough game. Some of the boss fights are very, very difficult, but it's I, grinding's necessary as well. But yeah, very, very unique, very different game. Yeah, I hit detection in it too. Like you can kind of get hit multiple times. Oh yeah, I forgot about that. That, yeah, that sucks. That's everybody's I, favorite. Guys, I'm <laughs> surprised that we picked four Enix games that are not named Dragon Quest. <laughs> well, well, like you said, none of the like you said, none of the Super NES games came out over here. No, you're right. Yeah, um, but, but someone could have thrown a variable and said, "Well, I'm going to go for the you know the Super Famicom." That or the other. There's so hey, many I went good. For a Super Famicom game. Come on. Oh, so did I. But I'm just saying that like um, it's crazy that we picked the American Enix games. I don't know if the game, like, the gameplay is a little a little sluggish, but uh, yeah, you know, yeah, that you go. Yeah. Yeah, it's definitely a game of its era. I mean, like, you know, I don't think, I, yeah, this is not a game. I don't, this is not a game I don't think everybody, like, will love. But if you have the kind of patience for it and if you fully enjoy games of this type, uh, it's definitely unique. Like I said, I, I don't think there's any, yeah, I don't, yeah, uh, this game is on my list too. I, I don't think that, I really don't think there's a game out there that quite like this. I think later on you'd have stuff like on the Dreamcast, like, uh, what was it? Seventh Cross Evolution. But, um,. This one's definitely easier to play than that one. That one, uh, it's really confusing. But uh, hmm. yeah, I, I enjoy these games where you kind of evolve into different forms. I think it's cool. Yeah. And of course, uh, what, what was what was the game? Uh, uh, Spore, right? I think of Spore nowadays. Where? Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. Where you know you start out on a planet, and and there were different phases until you went out to space and everything. And right. Um, you know, a lot of people were disappointed with because the game promised so much and delivered less. But I, I think uh, it's pretty interesting that there's there's kind of a, a subgenre of this type of evolution game out there. There's a few sure. like that. Yeah, yeah, definitely. All right, uh, very very good. I, I appreciate you um, guys all coming to the podcast for us. Uh, that's the end of the official quote unquote list. Uh, I did, uh, but I did mention that we'd be able to to, uh, to list off a few more games or honorable mentions uh, to kind of finish things up. Uh, yep. that, um, yeah, so, well, uh, let's go around and and yep. I guess go by our same list. I guess definitely. Uh, Phil, uh, what else did you really like? Well, before I get to my one honorable mention, I do think it's interesting that so many RPGs were picked, but not really any sport games. So real quick, some sport games I like on the system, Super Tecmo Bowl, Super Bowling, yeah. Super yep, Tennis, yep. and Baseball Simulator 1000. So those are just some sport titles to throw out there since we didn't really pick any. But my, uh, my real honorable mention goes to a game that was on both the Genesis and the Super Nintendo. I enjoyed it a lot on the Genesis, but it's one of those games that are pretty even on both systems and that zombies ate my neighbor yes okay. yes that was yeah. on my list Almost too all right yeah. cool yeah, yeah. That, i mean so so 90s you got these two kids with super soakers uh you know destroying these villains that look like they came from a saturday night uh, horror movie it's a lot of fun i really enjoy zombies ate my neighbors lucas arts made some great games uh just really really top quality stuff the music was creepy though yeah 
Mm-hmm. It's good. Yeah. It was it was good stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, George, how about you? Uh, a couple of things I had on my list. I mean, I had to have something like a Final Fantasy V. But, mm. you know, uh, obvious uh, Chrono Trigger as well. But, um, yeah. Yeah, I, I also had uh, uh, Front Mission Gun Hazard on my list. So, uh, that was an awesome oh, reason find. Cybernator. Those are like two peas in a pod right there. Metal right. Warriors, right? And that's, that's basically uh, it for me. Uh, cool. Uh, Aaron, how about you? Uh, for me, man, I had a ton trying to narrow it down, but um, I almost picked Plock. Uh, PLOK Plock because never heard like, of it. Uh, I, I know that one, yeah. Oh, you have to go check it out. Um, once you get used to the controls, and uh, it's kind of like a, a proto Yoshi's Island in a way. Wow, it's just very colorful, uh, unique gameplay, and you can transform. Uh, you pick up special power ups and you can transform into different things. But uh, yeah, the music is phenomenal as well uh, by the. By, by Tim Fallen and the Fallen Bros. Uh, Tim and Jeff Fallen, great soundtrack. And uh, the game was designed by the Pickford Brothers, who worked on stuff like uh, Solar Jetman and Wizards and Warriors 2 and 3, um, some other stuff for Rare. It was originally going to be a Rare game. Uh, but besides Block, uh, let me just go through a few more. Uh, Famicom Detective Club 2, which if you like the visual novel type games like Snatcher or Phoenix Wright, it's been fan translated and it's worth playing. Ooh, that sounds huh. interesting. Yeah, it does. Um, so there's a lot of uh, cool story in there, great graphics, and uh, the way the gameplay moves is you have a list of choices and uh, you talk to people and you. it's pretty simple. Um, but that's another one. Of course, you've got stuff like Tales of Fantasia, Star Ocean, a lot of stuff that's been fan translated recently. Last Bible Three, uh, which has like one of the best soundtracks on the system. I'm sorry, what uh, was that? Last Bible. Last Bible Three. It's okay. in it's in the extended uh, Megami Tensei universe. Okay, I never oh, heard okay. of that. All right, never heard it's, of that. Uh, it's a sequel to two Game Boy games. Um, and then you've got like the Saga series. Right. Um, yes. And then we didn't even talk about Secret of Mana and Secret of Sensu 3. Um, if you liked the, if you liked uh, Alien Crush and Devil Crush, the pinball games, which I love, uh, Jackie Crush is the third game in the series, and it's on Super Famicom. And it's pretty mm. cool. Yeah. So those are some of my, uh, just some of my honorable mentions. Cool. That's some awesome. Good honorable mentions. Yeah, very, yeah, oh, very, very good game. Sorry, I had one. Oh yeah, the oh, Clock Tower series. Yeah. Oh man, yep. uh, which which is the scariest game on the system, Barna. Yep, I'll oh, agree yeah. with that. Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. So you know, you know, Aaron, you triggered one that uh, a game that I know of that I want to explore. I saw it on uh, Game Center CX is SOS where you're in oh, a boat. Oh, yes. Yeah. 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 Uh, I, I kind of wanted to pick two where it was a, cool a, a human software and it's kind of like a Titanic scenario, right? Yeah, yeah I played a little bit. It's very tough, uh, uh, but it's a fun game. Yeah, it's yeah. a game I haven't played, but I want to try out yeah. where it, it's all about who do you try and rescue, you know, and yes. do you just try to rescue yourself or other people and you have to deal, if they're with you, you have to deal with them being, you know, not as good as you. So it, 
interesting concept. I thought and you weren't allowed to leave crazy. by yourself. Or, or you get a bad ending or something like that? Yeah, there's different there's endings, endings in the game. Yeah. And, and, yeah. and you have a time limit, and uh, there, there's a huge map and rooms to explore and different people to talk to. Um, and the ship, it's real time, and so things happen. The ship will right. flip upside down and start filling with water, so you have to get to the, the bottom of the ship, which is the top. Uh, so it gets pretty crazy. crazy. Yeah, yeah, the upside down mechanic is very confusing at first, but it's very, very cool. Uh, okay, uh, Will, how about you? Yeah, so the ones I still had left on my list, I had uh, Super Castlevania 4. Awesome game, yep. Correct, uh, you didn't uh, pick that one, why? I was going to, like, we went to five rounds, but I just <laughs> had it. It took you, like, 20 hours to beat that game on stream, I mean... <laughs> You said you, yeah, you promised you'd never like mention that again. <laughs> <laughs> it probably would have taken me like much longer, so don't worry. I, uh, I, didn't, ha I didn't have a shoot 'em up on my uh, on the list I gave, so uh, Gradius 3 was on there as well. Uh, yep, mine too. Yep. Great game. Uh, mine too. Mega Man X. I'm a huge Mega Man fan, the classic Mega yep. Man series, but X still holds a place in my heart. Right. Um, Gundam Wing Endless Duel. Okay. Oh, yeah. Yeah, which yeah. is a Super Famicom exclusive yeah. game. It's a fighting which, game, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, that was one of the first games I ever emulated. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Um, and uh, Wonder Project J. What is that? Never heard of that one. Mm -hmm. That one it's, got a sequel on the N64, if I remember right. right. Yeah, it's an Enix game that's a uh, raising simulator. Oh. Huh. Oh. And you're okay. raising like a robot son? Yeah, it's kind, he's kind of Pinocchio-esque, and Ooh. yeah, the, the second one is a daughter. But that that was the one I thought you were going to pick. That sounds really uh, interesting. Ah, <laughs> uh, cool. Okay. Uh, well, I had some I had some heavy hitters still like on my list. Uh, ones like ones already like not mentioned um, would include like F Zero, like a really great great racing game. Uh, just like, and like, you know, like this, this isn't, this isn't, this isn't had so good, has, has such a good, uh, uh, release, release library. All five games that came out of the system at launch, they were on my list. They were that good. I mean, you, everyone wants a new F-Zero, but I think if the rumors are going to hold true, we're getting a Star Fox racing game soon. Interesting. Uh, I'd rather, okay. which yeah. might, I'd rather which want F-Zero. Yeah. Which might you know take what? stuff from F-Zero. Mm. I, I was, um, so this is a different Attack, but I was surprised that Greg didn't pick Civilization. Yes, yeah, yeah. I'm not a huge fan of the Super NES version. I, I've, I mean, it's fine, but I, I, it's fine. But compared to the PC versions, it just doesn't hold up, uh, like like in my eyes. But what I am a fan of for a deeper cut, uh, and I think that hopefully Phil will agree with me on this. Uh, Aerobase Super Sonic. Yes. Yeah. Yes, that's that's a surprisingly good game. It is. It's a lot of fun. Very very unique. It, yeah. So, yeah. Run so, yourself uh, an airline, man. Yep. And play it two-player. Oh yes, definitely. So. Oh, it's uh, multiplayer. Yeah, I mean, yeah most it is. games are. Yeah. Well, well, Greg, we have something we can do. <laughs> um, speak about and also speak about sports games, Phil. It's not sports game per per se, but Super Punch Out. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, Super Punch Out is probably my favorite quote sports game, and then yeah. followed by like NBA Jam, okay. NBA Jam TE. And uh, and finally, I'm also a huge fan about the Super NES port of Smash TV. Oh 
yeah. I almost that, put okay. that on my hmm. list. Yeah. That translates very well. That and Total Carnage. Uh, yes. Yep. Yeah. Sequel. Yeah, because yeah, because both games were twin stick shooters, but the Super NES controller was arranged in such a way that you could actually pull pull off those games pretty well on the on the controller, uh, because of the, uh, the because of the button layout, you know how the buttons are arranged in like a diamond formation. So, uh, yeah, it works very well. We didn't pick any fighting games outside of really like uh, Slam Masters, and it made me think of you know I played a lot of Mortal Kombat 2 uh, on the SNES, mm, yeah. a whole lot of that game. Uh, which was the first time that Nintendo of America really allowed blood. On right. Their yeah. Yeah. And the last game I had on my list, another great multiplayer game. Uh, and this is a franchise that's still going strong today. Super Bomberman 2. Yeah. Yep. And yep. It amazes me that there's there were three more sequels in Japan and one in yeah. Europe. <laughs> uh, so, uh, Nick, uh, how about you? Sure. Um well, you had picked Razor and Harvest Moon, which were on my list, and George picked Mario Paint. Um, I had Secret of Evermore, uh, which was developed by a U.S. Uh, subsidiary or studio yeah. of Square. Yeah. Um, interesting little RPG. Uh, uh, my favorite part is that the uh, hometown of the uh, protagonist is Podunk. Yes. Um, uh, Gradius 3, I uh, remember being amazed. I loved Gradius in the arcade. And uh, Gradius 3, uh, when that came out, you know, hearing option, you know, it was just amazing. Um, uh, real quick, Nick, um, I, want, I want to let you know, uh, there's actually a hack of Secret of Evermore now where you can play it two-player and let someone be the dog. Ooh, that's ah. cool. That's yeah. really interesting. interesting. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty cool. Um, and uh, Earthworm Jim 2 uh, was also on my list. Uh, I played a bunch of both Earthworm Jims, uh, but I, I like the variation in Earthworm Jim 2, and I felt it was a little easier to get farther in Earthworm Jim 2 uh, with less uh, really tough platforming um, and fighting. So uh, that one made the, the cut and as far as sports games there's actually one that I like on uh, the Super Nintendo and that's uh, David Crane's Amazing Tennis um, when we first got the Super Nintendo that was a game that we borrowed from somebody and it my jaw just hit the floor it was it was amazing uh, I never played that one what we were used to yeah mm. and uh, developed by David Crane so pitfall uh, yay yeah <laughs> and, uh, boy is blob, you know <laughs> <laughs> well, and that tennis game is so awesome because when the ball hits the net, a little scorpion goes across to catch it. You know, that's really cool. <laughs> yep. uh, great. <laughs> uh, well, guys, um, I appreciate you very much taking the time to come out here for this uh, first draft episode. I say first because we're, first because we're doing this again on uh, in two days on Saturday oh, boy. Uh, for. Uh, uh, like some other like special special guests, so I've already I've already shared the list with them on, on Facebook, so they know what to expect. So, but I can't wait um, to hear what they're gonna have on there. I yeah, wonder what picks uh, I'll be able to give them to you know, so that we can have more more of my games I want in there. <laughs> So, somebody, somebody has to pick Bill Bill Ambeer's combat. Bill Ambeer, come Not on. Me. <laughs> nope. So real quick, real quick. Um, have you either? Have it, has anyone played on the ball by yes. Taito? No. no. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ferg and I covered that so game. Way back it's like then. Sonic. It's like the bonus yeah. stage from Sonic One, but so much better. Oh no! And a racing. No, it's actually really good. You rotate the playfield. Okay. 
really good. And yeah, it is a good game. Pieces is another obscure puzzle game. God dang um, it, Aaron. Jigsaw puzzles, okay? Jigsaw puzzles. That's all I'm going to say. And you can use the mouse, and it's cool. That's, That's actually something Greg and I were going to uh, play. It's really fun to play. Hmm. Because you get different uh, abilities yeah. and stuff that we you gonna, can mess your opponent up with. Yeah, we were going to play that and uh, actually, well, spoilers, we were actually going to cover that next. <laughs> so thanks, Aaron. You're welcome. <laughs> Great segue. Uh, right. Yeah, so... Uh, yeah, so we're yeah, so we're going to be releasing these two episodes not at the same time. Uh, they're going to be released during our usual uh, two week rotation, uh, so as to be uh, fresh. So like this episode will get out first, uh, and then the other guys will have to wait a, a bit longer for theirs. But so, but you know, coming by being first, being first should have some special advantages. So, <laughs> um, so yeah, awesome. I uh, appreciate you, yeah, appreciate all you guys like taking time to do this. I always wanted to be part of a draft episode. Well, I was part of a draft episode a while back. Yeah, uh, yeah seventy hundred one. But, uh, That's right. but, you know, wanted to be in another one. So this is, so this is awesome. Um, great picks. Uh, like really, like I said, we were saying before that the, the system's so huge. I think it was like 700 games total, uh, released, uh, released for the system worldwide, uh, that, you know, there's still, we only, we only scratch the, we only scratch the surface, like at the great game. So I'm sure the, I'm sure the guys of around two have no problem, like, uh, coming up with some great, great games to match this. Well, I can't so. wait till we get to episode 200 when we do this all over again. Oh God! <laughs> no, for two hundred, you got to pick the worst games of the system. You have to Ooh, make okay. be good. Right. That's not a bad idea, actually. Yeah, <laughs> no, that's not. <laughs> Hong Kong '97. Here we come. Oh, oh no, you ruined my first pick. Dang Was it. that a special release, Aaron? <laughs> I keep hoping it's a hack so we can avoid that. <laughs> oh man, but you okay. know it's going to come up and, and bite you in the butt. Oh yeah, I'm sure it will. But, oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, so it's a anyway. two-hour-long episode. You're just looping that song. <laughs> I mean, now you ruined our April Fool's episode. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, yeah, awesome. Um, all you guys have been on the podcast before in the past as well, and hopefully we can have you back again some point soon for the, uh, you know, like some games because you all mentioned a game that I'd love to have you on the podcast for. So, uh, we will be in touch. Um. But uh, thank you again very much. Um, and uh, if you enjoy the podcast, please check us out on Facebook. Uh, you can also email me directly if you want to. Want to? It's like the SNES podcast at yahoo.com. Um, we also, George and I, George and I also do another podcast together, the PlayStation PlayStation Power Podcast. Yes. Where we cover, where we cover PS1, PS2, and now and now PSP games. Yes. Uh, just just a warning that one's not family friendly, so just be warned about oh, that. What are you talking about? Well, we don't swear that much. But. I don't. Okay, now. Okay, real talk. I don't know about that, Craig. <laughs> it's alright for your dog to listen to, but not your children. Uh, compared to other podcasts, yeah, yeah, we got nothing on them. <laughs> I, I guess, I guess you're right. Uh, so we are a proud member of the Throwback Network, Retro Junkies Network. We can find a whole bunch of other great uh, retro theme podcasts, both gaming and non-gaming related, um, and a. Uh, yeah, uh, no harm mentioning mentioning since like since like since uh, like since, like since uh, Aaron and George already mentioned it. Uh, um, what game are we doing for the hundred first episode when we get around to it, George? We're going to be covering pieces. Yes, another another Japanese only game. So that should be oh, no, it Japanese only. I, oh, it was released over here. Greg, okay. I told you this was released over here. I forgot. I'm we sorry. Okay? We, we talked about this last time. Come on. 
Ah, but okay. Well, I've never heard of the game, so how about that? <laughs> well, there you go. Sure. It's Japanese you to him. Never, right. He's never heard of it. Must be a Japanese game. <laughs> That's a pretty like, good line of logic fall, right? <laughs> mm, nah. <laughs> Alrighty. Um, yes, and definitely, um, you know, um, so like, you know, uh, 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 thank you again for a special, thank you again for a special podcast, uh, podcast, uh, Phil, Phil Coast on this episode. Uh, they've already, they've already mentioned, mentioned at the, mentioned at the start of the uh, episode, uh, where you can find them at, but I, I also want to mention real quick that, uh, that Aaron and, uh, and, and Phil do have Patreons where you can help support them if you wish, support them if you wish. Uh, just like we do. So, like, you know, like, uh, you know, we offer bonuses such as, like, uh, early releases, uh, being able to dictate a game on the episode, and also, like, a raffle drawing. So, uh, please check that out at uh, patreon.com slash SNES podcast. Hey, you got it this time. Yes, I remember. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, thank you again. For, uh, so, thank you again, everybody, for being here. Appreciate it very much. And we will thank catch you. you all again uh, later on. So, take care, everybody. Thank you. Thank you. Nintendo controls 80% of the video market. But no matter how you play the game, or which game you play, things definitely have come a long way since Pac-Man. Now you're playing with power. Deep power.